across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Ash, will you get out of the studio? Yeah, I've just dropped my seat. Yeah, Arthur, oh, would you get out, right man? Mayhem, get out. See you You're later, finished. Man. Unbelievable. Do you see what I'm, I'm having to do here? Johnny, very professional. Show finishes, he gathers his stuff, he's out. Ash is here, he's rolling a fag, he's unbelievable. Coming up on the show, Jim Dale, and we'll be talking professional dog walkers. Here's the news. <laughs> I gotta go to Piccadilly, gotta Piccadilly of a day to do it on. I'll get a room on the fucking beach. I go to King's Road, pick me up a nice, real sweet girl. I gotta go to. Portobello got a sort of sell a little old antique or two. I blow it all on a Savile Row suit. Go to King's Road, pick me up a nice, real cute girl. I get a girl, get a pretty girl, get a pretty go go girl and go boy. Saturday, that's a Saturday. Gonna chat away to the girls who stop to stare in shops and boutiques. Lend me a fiver, I'll pay you in a few weeks. I take the tube there. Even better, get a bus. I'll get a double decker tour of the town around. Stay aboard till the weather gets dry. Go to King's Road, pick me up a nice, real shy Get a car, get a mini car, get a mini go-go car and go boy. Any time of the day's fine, you can find a line of the boys who stop to seek that certain rare one. Lend me a fiver, I'll bring you back a spare one. I gotta go to a Piccadilly, gotta a Piccadilly of a day to do it on. I get a room on the fucking moon beat. I go to King's Road, pick me up a nice, real sweet girl. Evening, dear listeners, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Oh, and so it begins. So it begins. Uh, what, uh, mm, so Jim Dale's coming on, Catherine, at mm-hmm. um, half past ten. And everyone goes, oh, Jim Dale, carry on, the guy from Carry On Films. Uh, well, yes, I'm hoping, I bet he mentions it first. I'm hoping to do the first ever interview with Jim Dale where we do not mention the Carry On films. That's my ambition. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not a massive Carry On fan. I'm not, I'm a, you know, Dr. Nookie and all of that. I'm a, but I, he must surely get in every interview in this country, because he's huge in the States. In this country, it must be so with the Carry On films. There's, I, I kind of want to ask, there is one thing I want to know about the Carry On films. Why did he do them when apparently everyone was a nightmare to work with and they got paid pennies for mm. it but i'm not that uh, uh, mm. but he was a big disney every... star wasn't he yes. didn't you know did pete's dragon he ruined a christmas for me and oh, I, am, did he? I am gonna bring that up okay I'm bring that up he ruined i'm guessing it, i would have been my if my sister's listening she'll know better than me i would have been six so it would have been 1979 80 and they would have shown digby the biggest dog in the world oh, over christmas I remember that. and it ruined my christmas 
Ruin my Christmas. I was devastated. I was in pieces. I was a wreck. I was a wreck. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, is the phone number if you want to give us a call. It sounds very bassy today. I'm all about the bass normally. Does it sound that in your ears? Does it sound different in your ears? It's quite... When I came in uh, for Ash and Johnny earlier on, it sounded really bassy. And I thought, I'm hoping it's just because I'm not accustomed to their headphones. Now that I'm using my uh, headphones stolen from them. But it sounds bassy in those, It sounds very, very bassy. I know they've had technical issues today. I think um, uh, 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 the, the bit of string, what winds the radio station... Um, uh, uh, broke. It certainly broke ju- during uh, Julia Hartley Brewer, or maybe it was just that Denny, the boss, just went enough of this and, and pulled the plug. I don't know, but it also happened during John Holmes, and he wouldn't have done it then. So that's interesting. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I tell you who. Um, I tell you who I've got beef with today. Oh who? And I want this show. Oh, can we turn that off? That's, that's yeah. I didn't realise that was on. I I, I I want this show to be a celebration of life and uh, love and and art and all all kinds of things, and I don't want it to be kind of a snarky, um, nasty show, because that's the easy way to go. But sometimes it does sound weird, doesn't it? Does it sound weird to you, dear listener? Oh wait, four four four. Let's let's ask Alan in Glasgow. Alan, Ian, does it sound weird? No. Okay. Hey, how are you? I'm, I've got indigestion because I had um, too much Chinese food. Do you remember me? Sorry? How are you? I've just you, answered, you literally, me? just answer that question so you're obviously not listening. He went too spicy, Alan, that's the problem. Ian. Yes. Ian. Yes. I was at the Celtic game. Yes. Uh, do you, like, you do like football, don't you not? And you're going to have to try and say that in English and sober. You do not like football? I do not like football, that's correct. Yes, I okay. don't. Okay, Celtic won tonight. Uh, okay, well that's that's wonderful for them and I'm, I'm really sorry for the other team that lost. Ian, Ian, Ian. Your, your, your calls haven't improved in the six years that we haven't spoken. Congratulations on your new job. Thank you, Mum. Any Anything else? Um, I've still got my telly. I still have my telly. That's great news. Well, there we go. That's a man There's in Glasgow. There's an update. A man, an update from six years ago. The man in Glasgow still has his telly. I think he may have won a television on a, on another show that I did. Oh. His, his calls certainly haven't. Oh, hang on. Just as he's gone, he's been replaced. By? Another Alan. Evening, Caddick. Alan! Hello, Alan. I'm watching you on Periscope. Hello, pa- all the Periscopers. If you want to watch us on Periscope, you can. It's periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee. Or you can have a little look on Twitter as well. Ian. Oh, you, hang on, just sh- listen. Hang on, listen. I heard. I'm wheezing, Alan. Oh my God! Why I'm, are you wheezing? I might have the Black Death. The Black Death was the plague, wasn't it? We can yeah, it was a bit. That. Yeah. Although, do you know? Um, do you know where the plague is located now, Alan? Where's that, Ian? Up your bum. No, no. Do you know where there are? Where the Black Death, the bubonic plague? Do you know where there are instances of it? Where there's rats. Sorry. Where there are wats, there's bubonic plague. Where there are wats? I thought I thought a cat. Uh, they, no, well, yes, but the bubonic plague is alive and well in California. Uh, there are squirrels that have the bubonic plague in California. That's a fact. I thought you were going to say there's a jar of it, because don't they have to keep a jar of everything nasty? There's a jar of, um, 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 what's the one they've got rid of? Um, pox, some sort of pox. Smallpox. They've got. They, well, they, they have smallpox as a weapon, anyway. Any decent SAS soldier 
um, will have a jar of, of smallpox in their, their pocket, just mm. in case. Just in case of emergencies. Alan, if you were in the special forces, the special forces, and you had to keep a tiny tablet of cyanide that you would use to kill yourself if you were captured, okay, because you'd rather die than give away the secrets, where would you secrete that tiny poisonous tablet? In the uh, poo-poo area. You mean, you, you can say, well, do you know, actually saying bum... Is less offensive than a poo-poo less area. Less offensive. Yeah. Well, well, how would you keep it there, without it being absorbed by your anus? In a tablet. Yeah, how would, the thing is, okay, so you put, we talked Tablets about... Tablets melt, don't we they? We talked about suppositories last night, Alan. You put that up your bum, you're dead. I'll tell you where it goes. Well, this will be our phone in tonight. The best place to secrete a poisonous pill in case you get ca- captured by the enemy. Not to be tried at home. Well, you've probably never seen a woman before that isn't your mother. No, I'll, 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 I mean, obviously outside of a magazine. Well, I've met Kate Lawler. Well, I, well I, we don't all look the same. <laughs> I, I feel sorry. Have you met Lawler? Yeah, I met Kate Lawler once. <laughs> I met her many times. She said we nearly. I met her last week. We had a rise reunion downstairs in the um, reception of talk. You put whichever word you want at the end of that. Um, and I've not seen her for years and years and years. And we're, we're, me, her, Dougie and Zora, we're going to get back together and um, uh, um, do a breakfast show that no one watches. Well, I'll be watching, definitely. I'm, uh, um, well, no, I'm not off mic. It's the whole thing is sounding cack, Id. It, it's giving me instructions. I'm not off mic, buddy. The whole thing is sounding awful. It's sounding like we're in a box. Do you want to try this mic instead? Is this better? No, no, no. The whole thing. You sound muddy in my ears. You sound muddy in my ears. So we're not swapping mics, guys. The whole thing sounds like a mud factory, Alan. Could be teething trouble with the studio. Could be teething troubles with the studio three weeks in and still we're having teething troubles. What are you called in for? Oh, topics for tonight. Yes, sir. Where are they? Oh! <laughs> um, well, the best place to secrete a poisonous tablet in case you got captured by the enemy. Yeah. And I know the answer. I know the answer. Of course answer. you do. You've got special training. Of course I do. Uh, and also, uh, ha- dog walkers... Alan, dog walkers. Where do they get off calling themselves professional dog walkers? I found out recently that professional groomers are not what you might assume if you've been reading the newspapers over the last couple of years. They're actually they're, they're actually a good thing. Mm. But um, professional dog walkers. I saw these. I, I've got a dog now, Alan. I don't like her. What sort of dog you got? I've got um, a West a West Highland Terrier. Isn't that the breed that one Cruff? Yeah, yes. sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, my dog, my dog, Juan Crufts. I'm going to take that. I don't like her, but I have to walk her. Apparently, it's one of the things you have to do with a dog when no one else in your family will. So I've been walking her a lot recently, and um, I get to see these, in inverted commas, professional dog walkers, right? Yeah. There's nothing professional about it. Today, I saw two women. Guess how many dogs they have between them? 27. Good guess. Oh, God, it's, well, that was a terrible guess. How could they walk 27? They're professionals. They had they had fourteen, fourteen dogs. Oh, I'm halfway over. Mm, your maths is not great. So, so seven each, right? And then also the law now. The law. Your dog does a dump in a park. Yeah. You have to, at the very, very least, pretend to pick it up. Okay, which I have done. If it's a, it, you you have to at least pretend, right? Right. They they prefer it. The the legal team prefer it if you actually pick them up, mm-hmm. right? Well, this dog 
they one of their dogs did a whoopsie, and they tu- they didn't even turn around <gasps> to look at it. Didn't even turn around to look at it. You think a professional would have yeah. some sort of fast technique? Yeah. So I want to report them and have their dog license license mm. unlicensed. How? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. How do you? They don't have a number, do they? They need numbers on the backs. Well, this is the thing, and this is what got me, because they're probably, I mean, how much, honestly, I've got no, this is a genuine question, I've got no idea how much they charge to walk a dog, a tenner? What, a go? How many times do you have to walk your dog a day? Twice. Right. But I don't know, how much, how much would you, if, Alan, if you were walking dogs, yeah, what was, what was the bubbles there? Oh, no, this is a hard time, You've got to what? Hitting loads of hearts on oh, Periscope. I don't like the hearts on the Periscope. Stop it. If you were a professional dog walker, Alan, yeah. how much would you charge per dog per walk? Five pounds an hour. All right. All right. Five pounds. So they had um, um, 14 dogs. That's, what, 35 pounds. Um, but also, a lot of the dogs were on leads. Mm. You can't walk a dog on... You can, you can, do, the, you can, you can do a dog walk on leads. But when you're in a big park, you've got to let that dog off the lead. For it to get the exercise, Bad idea. the stimulation. Yeah, but if it's not your dog, it's not going to come back, is it? Well, my one wouldn't. No, but I have to. I have to trick her into sending me not going home. What a vicious dog that could bite a child. Well, a vicious jo- dog could. In, he's right. He, they could. Vicious child could bite a dog. That's true. She's got you there, Alan. It's, it's been great talking, Alan. Thank you. There we go. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. It is from a foreign country. No, it's, yeah, it still sounds muddy. It is from a foreign country, New Zealand. Yeah. Do they have professional dog walkers there? There are a few, but I wouldn't say it's probably as widespread as it is here. It's the laziest. If you've got a dog, walk. All right, every now and then. All right, I'll walk it. But if you want, walk it. That's all you got to do. I've got a theory, though. New Zealand is like what it used to be like in the good old days here, isn't it? So the dogs... Racist. Still t- I'm just saying, do they still take themselves for walks in New Zealand? Because my friend's dog yeah. used to take itself for a walk and, and sometimes holding its own lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't need a lead, it was going out on its own. We don't like to reminisce on this show because it's lazy. But we're talking um, about New Zealand now. But, well, yes, exactly. But in, in the 70s, dogs used to take themselves for a walk. There was a dog in our area. There's a phone call which, I'm afraid your moment in the spotlight is over. It's back to work, boy. <laughs> That's Otherwise, show business. we deport you. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Um, there was a dog called Whiskey. Bit my hand really badly once because I was throwing bobbins at it. Um, it used Gosh. to walk itself. Used to take itself for a walk. They let it out in the morning. They go off to work. They come back in the evening. He come back twenty minutes later. Have his tea. Beautiful. Bish bash bosh. Everyone knew where they stood. Geeky girl. Hello. Hello there, geeky girl. Oh, it's nice to be on air. Hello. How are you all doing? Tell me about it. I have four months of not. Anyway, good. I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing good. We've got Jim Dale in twelve minutes, and I think. I think we can do the first ever British interview he's ever done where Carry On has not been mentioned. I saw you tweeting about that. Yep. I wonder if you can, though, because it's going to be tricky. No, it's not. No, it's not. He did loads. It's not. Once you realise what... And, and, I, and it, this is a word... All right, I'm, genius is a word that's bandied around. Once you realise what a renaissance man he really is... Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, you're in for a few surprises tonight. Okay. You're okay. in for a few surprises. But I bet he mentions it. He will. Yeah, of course he will. Oh, I'm he so might excited. Not. He's 80 years old. I don't <laughs> that excites you? It does excite me. I find that very, very exciting. What have you got for us, geeky girl? Oh, wow. Well, it's changed since I rang you. Oh. Um, I was going to say that you are sounding a bit bassy tonight. Yep. Um, and I was going to tell you off for killing my internet. 
Well, I, I apologise for now. that. No, I apologise for that. I think the internet is something that we we've got a little bit too. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm stalling here because I can, I can actually. Um, 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 Sorry, I got you no, on DAB. No, in the sh- 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 no, I'm doing something. I'm doing something funny and clever. I'm doing something funny and clever. Here we go. <clears throat> Because you know I'm all about the bass, that bass, no treble. I'm all about the bass. There we go. It was funny and it was clever. It was excellent. You can't argue with those stats, geeky girl. You cannot argue with those stats. Where would you hide a poison pill? There's there's only one correct answer. Someone on Twitter's got it, so you can't um, cheat and uh, say what um, um, Muscle Muppet has said. I'm, I might just pop it in my shoe or something. <laughs> they're going to strip you. I hate to be vulgar, but yeah. you're a woman. They're going to strip you and do all kinds of things to you oh. that you don't want to do to get the truth out of you. So they take your shoe off. They go, oh, what is this? You have they got to sign that They might pill. not think to look in the shoe, though, might they? Of course they, of course the they will. the first place they look. It's the first place they look. It's the, si- it's it's the, the second cool. place they look, actually. Yeah. The first so, place I'm sorry, the that, that is the incorrect answer. Stay there, geeky girl. Paul? <laughs> Paul, oh. Paul, where would you... Put um, a poisonous pill. Um, upper nostril, left, 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 left nostril. Mate, it would have what? Wow. Because no, no one ever puts drugs up their nostril so it gets into their bloodstream quicker, do they? Not necessarily. You know, mate, you put you, the thing is that stuff is toxic. You can't even touch it with your skin. If you what? hold that pill, it's going to absorb it it's like liquid LSD. All right, then I was wrong. I'm sorry. Okay, carry on, Geeky Girl. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is interesting. I'm, I'm trying to... i tell you, I'm going to hold on till we get the official answer because I'm going to go off on a weird tangent, aren't I? Oh, no, go off on a weird... Well, you're going to get the real answer till one o'clock this evening. Oh, shit. When the two mics come on and start shouting! <laughs> oh, why do they shout so much? I don't know. What's In the words of Elvis Costello, what's so funny about peace, love and understanding? Really? I mean, guys, come on. Huh? Well... Hey, you know, you're talking about dog groomers and professional dog walkers. Yeah, yeah, in inverted well, commas, yes. Yeah, in inverted commas, of course. Yes. Cat is right. Yes. You don't let them off the lead because they will never come back to you. Okay, then how come two of the dogs out uh, of these 14 were off the lead today then? Boom! Because Boom. they were her dogs. Next question. So she didn't pick up her own dog's whoopsie? Probably. We've, had, oh, we've got getting more phone calls right. now than we've ever had. Uh, Paul's, just, Paul's just dropped off. Where did Paul go? Oh. Where did Paul go? Hey, Ian, what's a bobbin you were throwing at that that wild dog in Wh- the 70s? Whiskey. What's a, what's a bobbin? Yeah, you said you were throwing bobbins at him. I, I was throwing bobbins, yeah. You'll have, to, you'll have to go and find out yourself. Get Paul back as well. Honestly, uh, you've come so far that she doesn't know what a bobbin is. What, uh, um, uh, a bobbins bobbin fed is. my family back in the day. Uh, Emily is listening with her mother. Oh. Now, and I don't want to, you know, I, I, how do I say this without being rude? You know, Emily's Emily's not a child. There no. we go. There we go. But that's okay. It. Emily's not a child. So her mother must be um, enjoying it. I wish I hadn't started this conversation. She's looking forward to Jim Dale. I bet she thinks Jim Dale's a nice young man. There we go. There oh, we go. Dear. We got round it. Hello, Emily. Hello, uh, Emily's mum. Um, we lost Paul. Uh, Paul's coming back. Okay. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Although we haven't really got much time for phone calls, because we'll have Jim Dale coming up shortly. More answer phone stuff later on as oh, well. Yeah. I love that. Paul's back. Paul, where'd you go, mate? Did you bottle it? No, I don't know what happened. You, you, you bottled it? I didn't bottle it. Say, my name is Paul, I'm from Oop North, and I bottled it. Well, like, my name's Paul, and I kind of, like, bottled it, you know what I mean? Thank you very much indeed, Paul. It's great, to have, right? you. It's great right? to have you on board. What have you got for us, uh, boss? 
Professional dog walkers can earn £64,000 a year survey fines. Just, can you believe that? Just from... Listen, and this is literally all they do is they walk with an arm out. It's a dog. They walk with an arm out. That's it. How much does it... Are you a professional dog walker, Paul? No. But I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a at-home childminder, so I'm at home all, all day yeah. with kids and stuff, right? And I've got there's a dog walking service up at the top of my road. I've never seen a walker dog. Oh, really? Uh, and this is the thing because how do you know if they've walked the dog? You can't go to the dog. Do you have a good walk? What? Do you know what I think? You stayed in the back garden all day. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know when you get these stories of say, like, I've got a, I've got a nanny coming to my house and yeah. they do the video and the nanny's sitting there on the sofa yeah. just watching daytime TV, don't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't deal with the kids. Hang on a minute, sorry, Paul. Walkers, go to the house, install a treadmill and then just let yeah. the dog Yeah, Paul, off. sorry, sorry. Are you just confessing on kind of national radio no, that you me. film young women in your house? Well. That's you know, a little bit. So how much is it per walk, then? I, I wouldn't know. It doesn't say. It just, it just says £64,000 a year, especially down where I am in Surrey. Yeah. Right, there's 64 grand. And, and it, they, they take so many dogs, and they don't seem to be picking up the whoopsies. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, you know, you've, and maybe, maybe that's why they are professional dog walkers. They go to dog walking college. Yeah. How to pick up the whoopsies, how to, how to walk small dogs and big dogs at the same I time. I wanted to say to this woman, Oi! That little Shih Tzu's done a whoopsie. It was a Shih Tzu. Okay. Think. It's done a whoopsie. But I didn't. And I didn't. I saw it and she deliberately didn't turn around. Oh, I got my goat. It got my goat, Paul. Thank you. Scott's on the line. Evening, Scott. Hello, Ian. Hello, Scott. What you got for us? Um, suicide pills. Here we go. This is it. <laughs> Thank I, you, Emily James. Oh, yes, it was a nice save. Yes, suicide. You got, okay. So you're working for the special forces. You've been dropped off in, um, let's, let's pick a, a enemy line. Let's pick a hot spot. Let's pick a hot spot in the world. Um, Peru. Who know, what, what do you know about Peru, Scott? Nothing. We, all eyes are on North Korea and China. Peru, I ain't got a clue what those guys are up to. They've got llamas. Exactly. And Paddington Bear. So you've gone well, to no, Peru. Well, no, he's over here now. You've gone to Peru, oh. right? You're working in yeah. Special Forces. It's a top secret mission. Only you know that you are there to assassinate the president of Peru because he is the illegitimate love child of the queen, right? Only you know yeah. that. You get yeah. captured by Peruvian Special Forces deep in the jungle. Do they have, I'm guessing they have jungles in Peru. Of course they do. Of course they do. Rainforest, I'm guessing. Yeah. And they got you tied to a wicker chair. Um, they've got that... It's the chair that they used in James Bond where they whack him in the ghoulies. So it's got no seat it's got on no it. no seat, but you're yeah. sat on it. But underneath... They're not good, they've taken your pants off. Underneath, though, they've not got... Um, they're not going to whack you in the ghoulies, but they just start, they just started a little campfire. <laughs> little campfire. And at first, it's like, oh, this is... Is this a cartoon torture? This... No, this is real, this is real torture. And I'm not even going to begin to tell you how I know these things happen. Catherine, I'm not even going to begin to tell you. Tell Nigel we'll talk to him after 11. Um, so they've got a little campfire going, and mm. it starts off and it's all right, it's pleasant. Then, it's, then it singes, and then it's really, it's angry. And you can't move, you can't move, Scott, but you can move one hand to access the um, secret suicide cyanide pill, if you combine those words, you just get suicide again, so you have to say both words. The secret suicide cyanide pill that you've secreted in your body, which they've not found, and they've searched every every orifice, and I mean every orifice, and we've worked out on another radio station, we all have s- at least six holes in our body. Where have you hidden it, Scott? Where are you going to reach? I reach round and oh, I grab that's it. That's polite of you. <laughs> from under my foreskin, and I stick it... Oh, no! Don't, yeah. don't, Scott. No, 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 no. no. The, 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 uh, That's not procedure. 
That is that is that is out of order, guys. That is out of order. Because, of course, it would be absorbed, and um, not everybody has that part of their anatomy left. For example, if the Gould brothers, that was after, where would they hide it? And they Am- Americans. Americans. So, um, it, it, thank you, Scott. I appreciate. I, well, no, actually, I'm going to tell. I don't appreciate your input. Um, again, input is perhaps an unfortunate choice of words. I don't appreciate your contribution to the show this evening. It was inappropriate. This is a serious and thing. And potentially dangerous. V- potentially very, very dangerous indeed. It's a place that we all have in our bodies. Have I got one? You could have. Yes, you could. 0844 499 1000. But don't call in, because in a few minutes we're going to have Jim Dale on the show. Spectacular, including the price. One dollar. Now that may seem a bit steep, but it was worth it. Look at what I gave him. Quite a lot of Roman terracotta. We've been lava from the planks of Etna. Statuary, ride a dromedary. See the temple tumble and the Red Sea part. McNamara's band, the fattest lady in the land. A pickle prehistoric hand is trying to poke a hunter's hair. Crow and Sue are going to be showing you some rowing through a model of the rapids on the Delaware. Armadillas, clever caterpillars. Reproductions of the Cyclops, retina crystal blowing. Automatic sewing, Venus on a shell and other works of art. Educated fleas, a type of Aborigines. Two ladies join across her knees, a Mona Lisa made of ice. Hot and tots, we got them in, forgotten spots of cotton gin. A night we lot inside them, better see that twice. One iguana, snakes, another fauna. Got no bearded lady, but we're getting her. When you duck out, take another buck out. Run around the block and see you, run around the block and see you, run around the block and see a new show start. Roman terracotta, living lava from the banks of Fetna. Statuary, ride a dromedary, see the temple tumble in the Red Sea pod. McNamara's band, the fattest lady in the land of pickle prehistoric handers, van der Pocahontas hair. Crow and Sue are going to be showing you some rowing through a model of the rats on the Delaware. Armadillas, clever caterpillars, reproduction of the Cyclops, retina crystal blowing, automatic sewing, Venus on a shell and other works of art. Educated fleas, a tribe of Aborigines, two lady joined across her knees, a moment, leaves a made of ice. Hot and toss, we've gotten in, forgotten spots of cotton gin, a night we'll have in Sodom, better see that twice. One iguana, snakes, another fauna, got no bearded lady, but we're getting her. When you duck out, just take another buck out and run Come around on. the block and see you, run Come around on. the block and see you, run Come around on. the block and see you, new show star. Woo-ha! I hope... <laughs> I hope you were all singing along at home, kids. I flipping love that. And that's, that's someone actually singing in. Who's singing it? My, so, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm shy. I'm captivated. It's Jim Dale, live from New York. Good evening, Jim. Oh, good evening, Ian. It's nice to be talking <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to talk to you. That is brilliant. That's from Barnum. Were you, were you the original Barnum? That's right. I was the original one. It started, I think, in 1979 uh, in New York City. We didn't do it out of town. We just opened uh, cold on Broadway, and it became, as you know, one of the biggest hits that particular year. And then Michael Crawford came over because they wanted me to do it uh, at the Palladium, I think, but they wouldn't release me from the Broadway run. So Michael came over and studied what we were doing for uh, 10 or 12 weeks and then uh, came back to England and uh, made a terrific success of it how the hell do you learn i mean i could I, years and years ago i did i did uh, uh, drama at, at college right and i could learn plays i can't imagine learning a play now how the hell did you learn that song 
Well, I think it's just repetitive. Just keep singing it to yourself until, you know, like a parrot. You just sit there on your, <laughs> on your perch, spouting it endlessly over the next period of weeks and weeks until you really get... You don't even think about it when you start singing it because you know it so well. Supposing there was an emergency, Jim, and you got a phone call today saying, Jim, the, the lead actor in the new revival of Barnum has, has gone sick. Do you still know the words? Can you come in and do it? Do you think you could? I would say my two broken legs are playing me up today. <laughs> it was a very physical show, wasn't it? It was all over the place. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, there was one scene where they, they said, you're going to have to walk the tightrope six feet to a balloon that's going to float over the audience. I said, no, no, I'm not. Somebody else will, but not me. So we decided to walk the tightrope from one box on one side of the stage, no. uh, 38 feet to the other box. And that's where that long, long uh, tightrope walk came in with me singing a song at the same time without any umbrella or pole to help me. Did, did um, you fall? Did you do fun. it? Did you make it every night? Oh, well, I, I couldn't stay on it until the opening night, and then wow. I, I managed to stay on it. Of course, it brought the house down. Not just the audience sitting out front, but the cast on stage couldn't believe it, and they were shouting up and screaming, Good old Jim, you did it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I'm supposed to be P.T. Barnum, for God's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Jim, I came and saw you last year at your Just Jim Dale show that you did. Uh-huh. And I, I brought my sister, and um, we weren't really sure what to expect. It was an absolute triumph. And what was it? Two and a half, three hours long, you and a pianist, and yes. you had the theatre in the palm of your hand from, from the very first second. Isn't that nice? I didn't... Ian, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know whether it would work in England. Mm. I, it's been so long since I, I've been there. Uh, I came over to play Fagin in Oliver at the London Palladium in 1996, but I, even then I was hidden behind a beard and yeah. whiskers and all that. So I didn't know quite know whether um, I would have have an audience but uh, we came over and we tried it in Corby my a little town just a, a little theater just within five miles of where I was born yeah and so all my the Roellians, Rothwell, they all came to see it, and so did the Corbyites. And uh, I realised that we had we had fun, and uh, I, I, I had a better audience in England than I've I've been having on Broadway over here. How many of those shows is, is that show still going, Justin Dale, or have you finished that? Well, it's now? still there. Right. You know, we keep altering and yeah. changing it. We're hoping to be taking it to Canada sometime this year, uh, later on. Um, but you know, it's nice to try it out. I don't think I could ever top what happened in England, Ian, because mm. that audience was, it was like playing to family every night. It, and um, it was, it was, it's funny you say that, because it was like, um, you know, a, a long-lost uncle coming back, you know, an uncle uh -huh. that, that moved to the colonies, well, and he's come back not, and telling stories. Thanks for not saying a long-lost granddad. <laughs> that, very was nice that was nice of you, thank you. But there was a lot of affection for you in, in the theatre, I and mean, everyone was laughing and smiling, and it was, it was, I mean, it was hilarious. Well, I, I love the fact they all joined in. Uh, they were behaving like the old British music hall audiences used to. When somebody started to sing a song, they knew they were joining in. And I was encouraging that. And I think it's rare these days to have just basic humor. Yeah. Uh, the, the comedy that I was doing, as you know, Ian, all those jokes are, some of them are, of them are 100 years old. Yeah. But today's modern audience haven't, haven't heard them. No. And uh, if you just present them as if it was the first time, then you're going to get your laughs and uh, they were certainly there and thanks for bringing your sister oh we we, we had an absolute thrill and i learned so much about you and you I, one of the things i learned was that you were one of the youngest comedians to uh, you, you how old were you when you started doing I comedy was, 
I was 17 and a half, a professional comic at the age of 17 and a half with a guy called Carol Levis and his discoveries. And uh, I think Barry Took was the one that we can, I can remember now was being with me. Yeah. Barry Took, the writer. And uh, I, I toured with them for two years to a different music hall every week and some, uh, some music halls on a Sunday concert only. So I played to at least 150 old music halls, from the big ones in the cities to the small ones in, in the very small towns. So I had great experience doing that. And what and kind of acts were on on the bill with you? Because it, it, it is kind of unfortunate. I love uh, variety. I don't really like going and seeing a night full of stand-ups. I like, I like a comedian, followed by a juggler, followed by a vent, followed by a contortionist. What kind of acts were, were you working with? You, you've just me- you just mentioned them. And also, I was, I was in a variety show uh, with Ken Dodd, starring... So it was Ken who used to stand in the wings watching my little two, uh, four minute act or five minute act yeah. right at the very beginning of the show and then, bless his heart, giving me advice and help. <laughs> oh, and, fantastic. Oh, it was wonderful. I couldn't, I can't tell you how much I learned in those days with, from people like Ken, uh, Ken Dodd, who was just marvelous. So we, we toured, we toured, uh, for two years at least, uh, in all the theaters. And that's where you get your experience from. And also, it made me really that by playing those theatres in almost every town in England, Wales, Scotland and Ireland, that's where you acquire the accents of the various people who live there, which came in very, very handy 40 years later or 50 years later when I was asked to do the Harry Potter audiobooks. Now, this is a th- another thing I learned about you. In this country, of course, and this shows, I, I, I think a lot of people won't realise... Um, just how big a star you are in the United States. Because in England, it's, it's Stephen Fry doing the Harry Potter books. In, the, in America, you have the honour of, of reading the Harry Potter books. Do you do all the different voices? Yes, uh, we... <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I didn't realise you had to you had to I, you had to do a different voice. Um, but <laughs> once, once I started, I had to do it. So I think book seven or book, book six, it was a hundred and forty-seven oh, different mate. different character voices. But by the time you've added up the ones that she's cut out in book seven and the ones she's yeah. added, uh, I think over the period of the seven books, it was something like two hundred and fifty or more. You know, don't don't forget it. And they're not all different. You, nobody could do them all different, but they all had sl- something slightly different. Like, for instance, the Weasley family, yeah. four boys. How you know you can't give them all different accents. So they all had the same accent, but one was shy, one was fast, one sort of stuttered. One. Oh, that's how you can differentiate between the various voices. So it was great fun. Why did you move to the states, Jim? Well, I didn't really move. I went with the National Theatre. I first came over to the States for the Academy Awards for Georgie Girl. We were up for, uh, Tom Springfield and myself were up for an award in 1966. I've got to interrupt. Another, Another thing I didn't know, you wrote the lyrics to Georgie Girl. That's right, yeah. yes, such a long time ago. So, but anyway, the next time I went over was with the National Theatre's Young Vic Theatre, but with Frank Dunlop, that great director. Mm. Uh, star- I was starring in a play called Scapino, and uh, we went back that following sub spring and stayed on Broadway for about a year, playing to capacity audiences, and I loved it so much that I started to work in America and in England at the same time, flying backwards and forwards. Yeah. 
And then eventually Disney asked me to do a number of films for them. One was Pete's Dragon, which was a terrific success in America, and I think in England as well. And one film led to another, led to another. So um, although I was living in England, I was flying to America to do these jobs and these plays, and then flying back and doing work in England. So I was uh, spending my time between the two countries and really enjoying it. Jim, I have to pay the rent. I'll be um, 90 seconds. Can you wait there and I'll come back? Is that okay? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. This is uh, I'm talking to Jim Dale. This is what a thrill. Uh, more of it after this. Evening. This is Ian Lee talking to uh, Jim Dale, who's live in New York. Another thing I learned from your show, Jim, was that you wrote Dicka Dum Dum. That's right. Yes, it was a long, long time ago, and uh, I, I did it on an LP. And uh, um, Des O'Connor decided he'd like to do it, so I think he covered it, and uh, I, I believe it became it a, a huge bit hit. Of a- a bit of a hit, did it really? It was a huge hit. Is it true? You mentioned in in, in the uh, um, the the Just Jim Dale show that it, it wasn't called Dicker Dum Dum. That was just you singing where the guitar part would be. That's right. It was called <laughs> King's Road, and so and I, I was. When I was recording it uh, to make a little demonstration disc, I just filled in the introduction by singing "Dicka dum dum a dicka dum dum chicka dum a dicka dum dum a dicka dum," thinking that somebody who recorded it would put a guitar in that and make that sound. And instead, it was called "Dicka Blingy Dum Dum." Yes. Oh man, embarrassment! Oh no, but the thing is, it is a great song. Right? I was listening to it a lot today. It's a catchy song. Thank you, Ian. And I do like the words of that. I mean, when you listen carefully, those words took a lot of putting together. And I, I love the I love the way it was. It was one of the, the best songs I wrote. I, you know, I've sent many unknown singers on that short road back to obscurity <laughs> than most most songwriters. But I do particularly like that song because it, it's fun to sing and it's fun to, for an audience to join well, in. It's a good song, and people who knock songs like that, I always say, "Well, will you try and write one. You write a song <laughs> that people are singing fifty years later. You know, it's it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do." Thank you. Thank I you. do. I, I I do have to pick you up on one thing, though, Jim. Yeah. You ruined one Christmas for me. <laughs> did I really? Yes, you did, mate. And I'm. Do you want I... me to apologise now or laugh it off? What? <laughs> it was about. It was about 1979 or 1980. I would have been about six or seven, and the big the big Christmas movie was Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Yes. I was the bit when the when they start bombing the dog and start blowing it up. I know it has a happy ending, but I I was gone at the age of six. I was in pieces and I could not be consoled. And my mum and dad are going, but look, the dog's coming back over the hill. I was gone, Jim. I was that I was traumatised by that film. Funny. Well, you realise, of course, that the title, the biggest dog in the world, the word dog over here means flop. <laughs> 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 so I haven't seen that film. Um, I saw I, I saw bits of it uh, at the press re- press release all those years ago. I've never seen that. Film. Not? Oh, it's a, it's a great film. I mean, it's a, it, it, really? it's, I've got two little boys now, and they they love it. It's a great kids movie. Well, it? It, it also starred when Angela Douglas, who mm. was uh, a mate of mine, still is, and uh, we're having dinner next week. She's coming over here, Fantastic. but she was in four or five of the Carry On films yep. with me, my love interest, and all that. So it it was lovely to do another different type of film with Angela, and that was, that was quite a good one. Tell me about Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan. I was, about, yeah. I was about to say, because Spike was in that, you were also in The Plank, and you you played Spike Milligan in a film as well, didn't you? That's right. Spike wrote a book called Adolf Hitler, My Part in His Downfall, and they made a, a movie out of it, and so they asked me to play the part of Spike, and uh, uh, Spike played my father. 
But I mean, Spike played his own father. Um, and what so was that, he like? What was he like to work with? Well, I knew Spike because we, we had the same agent. Right. So I spent many hours in his office. You know, I mean, I can remember his office. There was a, a painting of a duck sitting up near the ceiling on the wall mm. with a supercilious grin on its face. And uh, it was sitting on top of the water. And it said, the unsinkable duck folks. And one of its foot feet was under the water a couple of inches. And the other foot went all the way down the wall and rested on the floor. That was funny. So I'd spend hours with Spike telling me funny jokes. Andre Previn went to heaven. Just a mic too soon. St. Peter said, you're not quite dead. Come back this afternoon. Things like this. God, they they stay with you, don't they? Oh, they do. It's fantastic. You also worked with... Honestly, I mean, who you haven't worked with is not worth mentioning. You you worked with Olivier as well, didn't you? Yes, I played Lancelot Gobbo when uh, Larry was playing Shylock. And uh, that was a, quite an experience with Derek Jacobi and Jane Lapater And, wow, it was wonderful. I was at the National Theatre doing five or six major plays, which uh, which I just adored. I mean, to go from pop singing to playing mm. major roles at the National Theatre was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I, I couldn't believe my luck. Of course, I didn't know Shakespeare. Mm. So I'd, I'd ask the cast, you know, other actors, what does this bit mean? And they would say, well, we'll tell you what it means if you give us a funny thing to do as we come on. <laughs> In other words, I... You scratched my back. We swapped business. I gave them comedy business oh, to funny. incorporate in their character, and for that, they gave me the answers to what Shakespeare's words were all about. What What did your family think, Jim? When you start, because I mean, you, you started off as the comedian, and then you yes. became a, you were you were a pop star for a while, That's and true. then 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 kind of the movie star, and then of course you know into the the, the theatre and things. Yes. What did your family think? They must have been proud. Mum and Dad were very very proud. I think the, the proudest person of all was my young brother Mick. He's mm. eight years younger. And I remember two or three years ago, I said to him, would you like to come over to America? I'll fly you over to see my one-man show. And he said, thank you, me, Doc, but no, I've got my own one-man show. I said, what are you talking about? You're a welder. He said, no, I've got a one-man show. I tour in Northamptonshire with this one-man show, an exhibition. I said, what's it about? He said, my brother. Oh, I said, you're joking. He oh. said, no, it's about you, Jim. I've got everything that you've oh, ever done. God. I've got your letters. I've got your stories. I tell your stories. You've told me all the jokes. And bless his heart, he's, he's put all this together. Oh. And the, the little town of Rothwell in Northamptonshire now has a, a visitor's center. And what they, an area of that is completely devoted to mixed collection of memorabilia that he got us from his brother. The guitar, the, the wow. gun that I used in one of the Disney films, the <laughs> photographs galore and thousands of records. I said, where did you get all these records from? He said, I said to my friends, do you have any memorabilia of Jim? I'll buy them from you. It's cost me a fortune to get all this, Jim. Have you ever heard of a thing called eBay? (laughs) I said, what? He said, we don't have a computer here. I said, yes, you're a silly devil, mate. (laughs) They've been buying off eBay and selling it to you at double the price. Oh, bless him. Bless his heart. Anyway, he's my greatest fan. And is Mick Mick still with us? Is he still around? Mick is still with us, you're telling me. (laughs) Mick Smith of Desborough. There's not a soul in Desborough who doesn't know Mick. Oh, good for him. Isn't that fantastic? Do you ever... um, Because to to a lot of people, and I've deliberately avoided mentioning the Carry On films. I noticed you mentioned them earlier on, because I I know, having seen the show and having read bits about you and kind of followed your career from afar, I know that you are so much more than those films. Do you ever kind of... um, how am I going to phrase this? Do you ever 
think that in England we just remember you for those carry-on films and we ignore everything else that you've done? No, it's not people ignore it. I mean, you can't ignore something you don't know anything yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, the carry-on films were a wonderful, uh, a wonderful series of years to spend with such talented people as Kenneth Williams, mm. Sid James, Hattie Jakes, Joan Sims, you know. Uh, uh, it was wonderful. But I don't expect anybody in England to know the amount of work in, that I've done in the theatre over here. I mean, mm. that's something like 20 plays and musicals, you know. It's, it's a lot that, that's been happening over here that, of course, nobody knows about it unless they visit New York regularly and they, they go to Broadway and occasionally see me on it. So, um, no, I can't expect to be, and I don't, actually, I don't like being recognized. This is probably why, if you work out, I made 28 films in England before I came over here. Since In 30 years, coming backwards and forwards, I haven't made any films in America. I don't want to live in Hollywood. I don't mm. want to be on television because I don't like being recognized in the streets. Isn't that funny? I think ev everybody should have a private life. Yeah. And if you're, if you're in the theater, then, you know, you're only recognized to those people who come to the theater. We, and of course, as a narrator, I'm only recognized once I open my mouth in America. Yeah. I mean, I remember going into McDonald's once with my wife just for a quick coffee. And as I was ordering, these two kids were looking at me gobsmacked. <laughs> he said, are you, are you, are you the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter? I said, yes. He said, oh, can you order me a hamburger like Dumbledore? <laughs> <laughs> and the other one wanted a hot dog with Dobby's voice, so I gave and how, it to how him. does Dumbledore order a hamburger, Jim? Well, a very posh way, a very <laughs> posh way. No, he sort of talks up here. Actually, I mean, one of the the reason I got that voice was from, from you know, I delve into the past and... and grab voices from people that I admire. Yeah. Um, and Dumbledore was a very elegant actor who was over here some years ago, and uh, I copied his voice. Uh, Dobby, as you know, as I told you in the show, I first met him in an elevator, a yeah. lift going up, and uh, uh, this little voice behind me said, Excuse me, sir, can you take your bum out of my face? <laughs> and uh, I, that voice stayed with me. You've always been very physical, and I'm talking about in, in your professional career. I have no idea. Yes, your private life. That's right. Yeah, but you've always been very physical. Uh, um, uh, and, and there was again, there was another story in the Just Jim Dale. Uh, I, I, was, I don't know if it, I don't think it was Barnum. I think it was something at the National where you had to balance on the the seats in the theatre. That was Scapino, yeah. Scapino. And it I used to run backwards and forwards on stage being chased by people. Uh, one of the people chasing me was Ian Charleston. Mm. There's a lovely actor. And Ian was in Scapino. We would run backwards and forwards, and then I'd run to the back of the stage and hurl myself to the front of the stage and leap over that gap. Yeah. And land on the back of the front row of seats with everybody leaning out of the way. Uh, you knew they would. You yes. hope to God nobody's sitting there with a white <laughs> stick, you know. Um but that's and then I would run over the backs of the seats into the auditorium. It, it gave uh, that, that little added more excitement, and it broke that fourth wall, so that you could now be in the middle of an audience, still doing the play, but slightly improvising as well. You Have know, ever injured yourself with all these stunts? Because Barnum was very physical. That was very physical. Oh, the, 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 oh, stunts in the carry-on films. Ever had any serious injuries? Yes, well, don't forget, um, when I was a stand-up comic, I used to b get thrown on the stage by two stagehands oh, every night. Yes, that was your opening, wasn't it? That's right. So, you know, I had no idea whether I'd land on my head or my bum or what. Uh, and then finally somebody said, why don't you get a little trampoline? You know, you bounce on it and you can control that 
flying forward somersault. So that's what I did eventually. So I have spent my life doing uh, tumbling because I was trained to do it as, an, uh, uh, as a dancer. I did ballet, tap, ballroom, national, all, all the dancing, including judo and including tumbling mm. and eccentric comedy dancing. So that was 10 lessons a week for six years. So after all that, you know, you do become very physical and you have the confidence to walk on stage and also to give every character a different kind of movement. And what was That's interesting as well about the, the, the play was, I mean, you are, you know, you're a little bit over 40 now, but you've still got, you're still very, very physical in your performance and you were getting big laughs just for like shaking a leg or, you know, you just, just from doing a silly little movement, you were getting big laughs from it. Wasn't that nice? I couldn't believe it. Yes, um, but you know there are. Ex- I mean, the, the sort of dance movements you were laughing at. These were movements that were taught to me by mm. an old man. And I said, "Who taught you?" He said, "My grandfather." And yeah. I said, "And who taught him?" He said, "His grandfather." That takes us back to seventeen seventy. Yeah, yeah. And these these were steps that people were dancing in the streets, the buskers. And so it was lovely to be presenting something on on, on the vaudeville stage that was all, well, nearly three hundred years old. Jim, what are you what are you doing now? What are you working on now? I'm working on training a doby puppy. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Then she's, your toughest challenge yet. She's very good. She's sitting just in front of me wow. now. It's a twenty-week-old little doby oh, puppy called called Gypsy, and uh, that's what I love doing. I've had yeah. four, four Dobermen in my in the last twenty years, and I love training my dogs for you know obedience and all that. And it's just fun to have an intelligent dog who lo- loves to learn. So that's what I'll be doing for the next few months Beautiful. until. Yeah, couldn't be better. But as far as work is concerned, oh, there's so many things. I'm off tonight to see The Strange Undoing of Prudencia Heart by the Scottish National Theatre. It's at Lincoln Centre. So I love visiting and watching anything that comes over from the British Isles. And uh, the Scottish National Theatre is one of the best group of actors I've ever, ever seen. I saw them over here in Black Watch a few years ago, and I, I went three times and flew my son over from England to see it. That's how wonderful these actors are so that's where i'm off to in about an hour jim listen i know i know you've got a busy night and i really appreciate you fitting us in this evening i i, I is there, final question any chance of a just jim dale dvd of the live show is that going to happen it's well i'm editing it now oh, beautiful. we did we did a film we made uh, i had uh, three cameras over two shows beautiful and we had 14 hours of of, of show that i'm editing down and i think it's the final edit we're doing next week so these will be available i don't know how we're going to get them out to people jim, but uh, we'll l- see let us, let us know when it's available. We will plug it like crazy on this oh, show. And I, I hope you come back to the UK soon, man, because we, people love you. you know, people actually love you. And I, I think uh-huh. you got that when you did the show. Well, that's very lovely. And thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thank Ian. you, mate. Thank you, thank Jim. You. A real, uh, there we go. Thank you very much, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jim Dale, all the way live from New York. And and he kind of moved, he, he, he very kindly fitted us in with his busy evenings. He's off to see a show and he got in touch. I'm double booked. Can I do it at an earlier time? You can do it anytime you want, buddy. Jim Dale, ladies and gentlemen, flipping heck. What a nice man. 30 minutes was never going to be enough, was it? It was never going to be enough. Uh, when the DVD comes out, we will find out and we will let you know because it is just, it is, it is just just a thrill an absolute thrill to see he's such an incredible performer and you kind of think of him as dr nookie in the carry-on wasn't that great huh you think of him in the carry-on films and stuff like that 
I was never a massive fan of Carry On films. But when you realise he was a stand-up comic, he was um, uh, a, a pop star. He was a pop star. About about the same time as Cliff. He's been a movie star. He's done Broadway. He's won so many awards. Fantastic. We'll put that all of that. All of that is going to go in the podcast, I think. OK, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. We'll take some more of your calls after we've had a little bit of this. Talk Radio. Man alive. What a delightful gentleman. We'll carry on with um, the, the nonsense after that. Although, to be honest, how are we going to top that? Uh, where would you hide? Where's the best place? And loads of you have got it on Twitter. To hide a secret cyanide suicide pill. And dog walkers, OK? I want this show to be a loving, great, warm thing. But I cannot get my head around the great con of the 21st century that is the professional dog walker. Here's the news. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I know. Um, someone on Twitter says, "How can you even bear to talk about dog walkers after that ridiculously good interview with a living legend?" I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Evening, guys. This is Ian Lee. It's Talk Radio. If you've just tuned in, you just missed Jim Dale, who is oh, I mean, what a thrill! We're going to put the whole Jim Dale uh, interview in the uh, in the podcast because I think it's worth listening. We'll carry on with the the, the nonsense. You know how this works, don't you? I know we're getting new listeners all the time. We're getting lots of people who keep saying, what, where, I didn't know you were back on the radio, or what, what, what is this? So let me just quickly explain the, uh, in inverted commas, rules of um, this show, right? Basically, other shows, they will talk for one hour about something. The first hour will be about Brexit, and then the second hour will be um, about uh, David Cameron's family having money in Panama. And then the third hour will be something light about nail bars or something. And you can only phone in about those things, right? It's not how we do it here. I sit here and I will talk about stuff that has happened to me in the day, maybe stuff that's in the paper or whatever. You can call in about that stuff that I throw out there. Or... And here's the cunning twist, guys. Here's the cunning twist. You can call in about anything you want. You won't get turned away. I mean, I don't really want to go down the Brexit route. And, you know, there are, there are elections coming up in, for various things. So we can't, you know, for legal reasons, discuss those. But you probably won't get turned away for anything. The phone number is 0844 499 1000. Uh, and uh, we call you back. So there you go. 0844 499 1000. Um, Rob's been waiting the longest. Evening, Rob. Hello. Oh, blimey. I'm glad you didn't come on when uh, when Jim was on. Was he the fella on the uh, carry-on doctors on the uh, thing that goes through, like the bed on wheels? Yeah, it goes down the stairs. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. He actually did that. He's, he's a, a funny fella. He's a funny fella. He actually did that, and it was it was a proper. It was just a normal hospital trolley pushed down the stairs, and um, they did the shot. It was the last shot of um, filming, and he yeah. afterwards he said, "Why did you do this shot last? We filmed this scene ages ago." And they said, "Oh, it's because we couldn't afford a stunt man, and if you'd have inju- injured yourself, the film would have been scuppered. So <laughs> we did it at the end, just in case you broke your neck." <laughs> well, Love well, it. Barbara Windsor was high that day. Did he ever? Well, uh, let's, 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 listen, I'm not, you're not speaking to Howard Hughes now, Rob, all right? <laughs> okay. okay. You, you can't, you can't get one past me, buddy. I'm just asking. Okay. Anyway, I called in for a reason today. I'm on a oh. train. Oh, yeah. And there's a group of young children. It no worries. You're on, you're on a train now? No, I was on a train earlier on today. You so know now. the quiet zone in trains? 
I was in there today. How quiet does the quiet zone actually have to be? Because I've been in a quiet zone, not realised it was a quiet zone, and people have been talking and answering their phones and doing all that kind of stuff. And then I look up and it says quiet zone. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should say something. I don't. Retford to London today. Yeah. Lovely train. Okay, you're, you're, you're ignoring my points and you're going straight to... You're, you're doing a caddy. No, I'm just saying this is how it worked, right? Okay. And a group of school children got on with their parents. It was all noisy. Yeah. And I was kind of looking at the quiet side and then kind of look... You know when you look to say, look, look where my eyes are going. Yeah, quiet zone. Right. But parents weren't having it. Oh, so you were... So you're eyeing up the children... No, I wasn't eyeing up the children. No, you, you, you were giving, you were giving the, pa- you were, you were hoping the parents would silence the children by you looking at a sign and then looking yeah. at the parents. Yes. And that didn't work, did it? No. Wow. Wow. And then, yeah. this is the dynamite bit. Here we go. Here, I, I knew there would be a dynamite. I knew, Rob, that if you were calling in, there had to be a dynamite bit. Yes, go. Is this a Southern thing? Because one of the kids said to the other kid... Have you got Malcolm on? I've got an uncle Malcolm. I've never heard that term before. Have you got Malcolm on? Yeah. Have you made, just made me say something rude? Well, I think that's what they were referring to because they were giggling and shouting, you've got Malcolm on, you've got Malcolm on. I didn't know what it meant. Right, I'm going to cut you off now because you probably just said something rude, haven't you? I- Thank you very much indeed. Okay, there we go. That's how it works. Ah, oh, man alive. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening. Good Ian. evening, Nigel. Uh, I was just thinking that Ian, Ian Dow, um, I'm not Ian Dow. Sorry, Jim, Jim Dow. Yeah, blimey. All right, steady. I don't mention the competition. Jim, I've been told by the bosses again. Jim, yes. Jim Dow was not in Carry On, uh, Carry On um, uh, camping. I didn't say he was. No, I thought he was in most of the films. No, he wasn't. I think he was only in about seven of them. I did. Oh, Here's he? the thing, guys. Oh. I'm not a massive fan of the Carry On films. Oh, I am. Mm. Well, which is your? Well, I, I, I was going to ask you what your favourite mm. is, but I'm not actually mm. that interested. No, I think Carry On Emmanuel was very funny. Oh, on... you! That was the mucky one, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny though, wasn't it, with uh, Kenneth Williams? That was the, one of the worst ones. Oh. I think the best one is Carry On Camping, to be honest. I don't... I, here's the thing, guys. Mm. I don't find them that funny. No. I don't... I don't I, it's the best of British humour. No, it's <laughs> not. No, it's not. And the, th- the thing is, everybody yeah. involved in those films, Kenneth Connor, Bernard yeah. Breslau, Jim... Um, I'm calling him Jim now. I've spoken to him half an hour and I'm calling him Jim. Um, was he in the studio live? No, he was in New York, New York City. Oh, he's talking from there, Talking yeah. on the, 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 it's got, um, oh, what do they call it? Telephone. Uh, I've and, got you a special jingle in a minute. Hang on a second. Re- record it. Hang I've on. done it especially earlier this evening. All right, I look forward to that. Uh, are on. you able to record it in case you want to play it back later? The, what I'm uh, saying is, mm. all of those people in those films, yeah. their talent was much, much greater than the actual end result of those films. Of course, yes. Thank Best you. Rec- they're good actors, aren't they? They are all mm. excellent performers, mm. and I just thought the films, you know, didn't mm. really do a lot for them. Anyway, go on. You, 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 you want, no one wants to actually talk to me tonight. Everyone wants to get to their points, which yeah, is I fine. Gonna, uh, I was going to say, Sid James was in a lot of straight films as well. Uh, in as the well as was. Right ones, in oh, the yeah. olden days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he was a really good, serious actor as well. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, wasn't he? It yeah. was good. It was good. Sid James was a great, great actor. Anyway, go on. You, you, you got a jingle for me? Yeah, I, I do. I, I'll just let's hear it. Put, put the uh, the um, um, phone near the speaker so you can hear it properly. Okay. Okay. Shall I bash away then? Sorry. Shall I bash away? Uh, what, it, would it, um, 
You, you want to do what? <laughs> There's a carry-on thing there. <laughs> Shall we bash your way? <laughs> yeah? Yes. Anyway, I'm doing Twitter with you, by the way, Ian. Would you, would you mean you, you, you mean you're you doing it? Did you get Twitter message? No. Oh, I sent mine like yesterday on Twitter to you. Saying what? Well, uh, that I'd like to come on the show this week. <laughs> OK, here we go with the jingle. Here we Ian. go. Press reco- hang on, press record and play, Cass. We're going to record this. It's just coming on. It's the Ian Lee Show, the Ian Lee Show, Talk UK. That's it's the wrong, wrong name Lee of the station. Show, Ian Lee wrong name. Show, talk Radio UK. So come and join the gang tonight. Have a chat to Ian all night. Say Ian Lee Show, the Ian Lee Show. Radio UK, the Ian Lee Show, the Ian Lee Show. Radio UK, talk radio UK. Talk radio UK and sometimes oh. Nigel oh. sings a song. Oh God, it goes on and on. There's Sometimes people clap and sing <laughs> and join in with Nigel. No, they don't. Go on, doing it now, so he's right. The early show, the early <laughs> show, talk radio UK. Oh yeah, yeah, the early show, the early show, talk radio, talk radio, talk radio. That bit's good. UK. That bit was good. Posse likes it. Oh. The posse like it. Did you like it? Well, the posse like you heard the posse applauding there. Yes, I did. Yeah. They liked it. Oh, thank God. What? Well, what? What? I liked it. Mm. You got a good voice. The the the, the thing is, the problem is that well, it's only the first time I've done a jingle for about ten years. Well, well, the second there are two problems in that yeah. case. The second problem is we're not called Talk Radio UK. That, uh, well, um, ah, um, oh. Well, it's not. I didn't say talk sport, at least, did I? Well, you didn't say talk sport, at least, but we're not called Talk Radio UK. We're just called Talk Radio. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I just. People still know what you mean. Well, yeah, Mm. yes, they do. Don't don't, don't you, Dave? Yes. So. So the next one I do. What? The next one I do, if you mention it, do it properly then. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Dave? Do you think you should do it properly? Yes. Okay. Okay. What did I say? I said talk radio, didn't I? You talk radio UK. Yes. Dave's got a question for you. Mm. Are you real? Pardon? Are you real? Of course. <laughs> what are you beefing on about? <laughs> Who's that speaking? Is that a caller? Who? 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 You? Are you a caller? Who's that? It's Nigel. Oh God. That's what. Are you real? Of course. <laughs> Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Oh, I think one of the best drummers there was in rock, in years ago in rock music. Have I won? Number one in rock music years ago, wasn't Who's he? Who's that? Ginger Baker. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? A drummer. You just said you knew him, didn't you? Who's that? Who? <laughs> Who? You? Uh, not me, no. Ginger Baker. Who's that? 
Ian? Yes. Are you listening? I'm listening. Uh, I've got no idea what Dave's banging on about. No, yeah, no, no, but, no, 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 I, I think he knows. I think he knows what Ginger Baker is. Unga, 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 Jack. Oh, unga, 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 unga. Nigel, that was a brilliant yeah. jingle, mate. I look forward to hearing the next one. Uh, uh, oh no, stop messing about, matron. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh eight four 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 nine nine or one thousand. Evening, dear listener. I'm all tangled up. Hang on a minute. Bear with me. Bear with me. There we go. There we go. I'm hoping Catherine, as well as making the uh, podcast for this evening's show, you can get podcast. Go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Type in Ian Lee and talk, and it will pop up. Um, uh, I'm hoping, as well as her making that, she's also making tea. And maybe that message needs to be got to her. It's maybe that me- maybe that very important message needs to be got to her. I'll pass it on. Thank you very much indeed, boss. You're right. You're, now, do you know who Jim Dale is? And it's not. There's no. There's no crime if you don't know who he is. Did you know who Jim Dale is? No. No, I no. didn't. I didn't. Were well, the Carry On films? We we used to own your country, didn't we? It was um, part of the Commonwealth. A few years ago. Well, no, I think I think we're still part of the Commonwealth. Okay, so you're we mine. don't say you own us anymore. Oh, we don't kind say. Of, we don't. We don't say. say it. But it's really the case. It's it's it's, it's the it's the, the love that dare not speak its name. Exactly. Um, uh, did the Carry On films ever make it over I there? I don't think it did. You were lucky. Or if it did, I was too young. I I, I may not have been. Around, mate. That argument doesn't wash with me. I wasn't around <laughs> when Jesus was, but I've heard of him. You don't. Do you know what I mean? I'm I, not, I see. I see. I'm not. I'm not going to do a John Lennon and compare the Carry On films to Jesus, but there was not some similarities. <laughs> anyway, um, but but uh, and can I ask you a question? And, okay. and I want you to give me an honest answer. Okay. This is like having a prop. We're having like a production meeting after the show, right? Okay. Um, and, and I genuinely want an honest answer. Did even though you didn't know who Jim Dale was. Did you enjoy the interview? I loved it. Or did you it. find your mind drifting a bit? I loved it. Really? It was really good. He's an interesting guy, isn't he? He is. This is the thing I'm trying to do with the, with, with the show at the moment, is I'm making a real thing. It's always kind of been my dream gig, is to interview people that I really, really like. Okay? Because I think it makes for a more interesting interview. And, and at the start, a lot of the kind of my hardcore listeners were like, oh, don't, we have an interview for, for half an hour. That would be boring. We just want p- people for not being crazy. Which I hope we're getting plenty of. But in my mind, a three hours phone calls, we would possibly struggle a little bit. We'd be all right, actually, I I, I think. But you you, you never can tell. But also, I think late at night, having someone on who's achieved so much, whether it be a musician or it be an actor, you know, someone like Jim, to get them to talk for half an hour and not necessarily focus on the thing they're famous for. He is famous in this country primarily for doing carry-on films, Mm, okay? Okay. And I didn't really want to go there. I wanted to know more about the other stuff. And as a listener, I know you're a listener to radio as well as working in radio. Mm. That worked for you, did it? Is yep. what I'm trying to establish. Yeah, it definitely did. It was it was okay. very engaging. You know, this guy who I hadn't heard of, yeah. I learned actually quite a lot about him in the interview. And the fact that he enjoyed the interview, yeah. and you sound like you enjoyed it as well, it was it was a good listen. I think that's the thing because we've we've all we've all produced or done interviews or heard interviews where it's um, someone. What, what the way it works? Let me break down the the the, uh, the radio wall, dear listener. <laughs> is um, I, I'm not on these mailing lists. I refuse to go on these mailing lists. The last place I was. Because they kept, you get um, mail outs from like, um, um, what are, like, like press companies. Like there's one called, um, Marketeers. And Marketeers will say, we've got, uh, Andrea McLean, who's a TV presenter from Loose Women, talking, um, about butter. 
I've, and I've actually done an interview with Andrew McLean about butter for <laughs> what, another station I was at. And, and, and it's because, the, and what the, the way it works is that person will be sat in a room all day being paid about three, four, five grand. And they will be talking to 30 different radio stations in 15 minute windows about, well, the, the latest, uh, flora, um, margarine spread survey has shown that you could improve your life. Uh, you know, those yeah. kind of things. Or you get the guy in that just cause you need to fill 15 minutes of air and there's a comedian and he's got a new book out and you get, so tell us about your new book. Well, thanks very much for coming in. And those interviews do nothing for me at all. As a listener and as someone who's trying to do an interview, it does nothing for me at all. You know, people just doing that. But whereas Jim, he's not doing interviews at the moment. We just sent him an email. Do you fancy coming on a show for half an hour? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm. It's just, as I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to kind of get my head around what this show is yet. And I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. We're facing the right direction. We're facing the right direction. That'll so, do it me. It sounded good from this end. Good. All right. All right. Groovy, man. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Lorraine's on the line. Yes, Lorraine. Hello, Ian. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you, Lorraine. Good. Loved that interview with Jim. It was lovely. Well, really, it, really nice. Isn't he a delightful, um, you know, I was going to say old man, and that's a terrible thing, but he is. He's 80 years old. He's 80 years I'm, old. I know, but he's not, it's just in his whole outlook. He's not old, is he? You never think of him as ageing. No, you don't. You don't at all. And when I, when I saw this show, it was a three-hour show he did, and it's just him and a, 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 a pianist on stage, and... It was it was stood up the whole time. Stood up the whole time. It was brilliant. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Lorraine. Thank you. What what have you called in for? Um, no, I just I was um, doing my housework at this silly hour, and I just he- heard you mention dog walkers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of friends who are dog walkers. Uh oh. And no, no, um, no, and they're really, really busy. I know. That how, mu- how much does uh, how much does it cost to walk a dog? Well, um, I think it depends on the dog and like where they're going. But from fifteen pounds for half an hour what? upwards, what? I know. And when you when you think, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say exactly. a fiver. No, no, what? no. Obviously, most of them have fans. I mean, they're walking the dog, but yeah. they take the dog for a walk in a van. Yeah. And like you say, they collect quite a few. Yeah. And then they take them all off somewhere and they walk them. Or you can have individual dog walks, you know, they walk one or two. One of my friends only uh, walks a maximum of four and they have to come from the same house. Um, And quite a lot of people have got quite a few dogs, you know, and they pay for them. And depending on the area you live in, it's really, really lucrative. Because I I saw these two women, uh, either they own a lot of different breeds of dogs, or I'm assuming they're professional dog walkers, they're out today. They had between them, they had 14 dogs. 14 dogs! If that's 15 quid each... That's actually illegal. Is it? Yeah, you're not allowed to have... um, I live in Slough, and you're not allowed to have more than four dogs per pass. Yeah, I live... Lorraine, um, Lorraine, I don't want to give away... I don't want to give away map coordinates, but I'm about five miles away from you. Yeah, you you would have been about a stone's throw from me many years ago. Well, well, I used to... Oh, yeah, I used to live on the Brickwell. I know exactly where we are, where we are, where we are. You know where I am, now. I know exactly where you are, and I'm going to come round and I'm going to break your windows. I'm not going to do any such thing! No, I'm not going to do any such thing. Imagine if someone... Imagine if someone did break your windows tonight, and I'm on radio... I, I, um, can I tell this story? No, I can't because it involves a legal case, so I can't. Well, um, I probably could tell it because the case has gone through and it was, it was me that was in the case. No, I, I, um, no, I, 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 no, I won't tell it on air. I'll tell it if I ever do another live show, but it was, it was, it was very funny. It's about how I was, how something that I've just, the scenario I just (laughs) painted kind of actually happened once and I was presented (laughs) with the evidence in a court of law. Awkward. Basically, I can tell this because it happened years ago. Well, because it was a court case and it's finished. 
And I won't go into details, but basically, right, um, um, uh, I was in court um, accusing somebody of something. And the, the, the legal team for the person I was accusing said, well, did you ever goad this person into calling you up on air? I said, no. And they kept saying this, they kept using this phrase, did you ever goad this person into calling you up on air? I said, no, of course not. So you never goaded this person into calling you up on air? I said, no, I never did. You never goaded this person? I said, no, I never did. And she went, right. Well, listen to this. And then she played a clip of the show. And it's me talking to this person and then, then ha- him hanging up and me going, I totally goaded him to call me up on air. <laughs> and, I, and all I could say was, fair play, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes with the job, though, doesn't it? Job it, it exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the, I saw there, there, this, the, there were two women. They had seven dogs each. Um, most of them were on the lead. A couple were running wild. And I saw one of their dogs doing a poo and she didn't even look back at it, let alone go and pretend. Yeah. Didn't even pretend to pick it up. That's right, it's illegal. It's um, Slough, and it, they've got the bite, it's a bylaw, you're allowed four dogs. And I think Windsor and Eaton is about five. So around this area, Maidenhead's four. Um, what can I, what can I do then? Can I go and um, um well I don't well, I don't want to I don't want to dob them in, but I do well, think it's a cheek. If I were I, I I wouldn't we haven't got a professional dog walker. We walk the dog. That's why we got yeah. the dog. Yeah, um, I, but I understand that maybe some people you know every now and then you you, you have to do something, hmm. but um. If I was paying someone 15 quid an hour, I'd expect mm. my dog to be getting, like, the primo special attention. Yeah, I, everyone should pick up after their dogs. It's just like you shouldn't have dogs if well, you're going to pick up after them. Well, well, Lorraine, oh, dear. Y- you and I have both pretended to pick up the dog poo. Come on, you know it. No. Oh, I've come got, on, got... Lorraine. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cold day. It's a, it, you've forgotten the bags. It's a runny poo, whatever. You, no. ha, you have pretended to pick up the dog poo. No, and then when that person has walked past, when that person has walked no. past, you've gone on. It wasn't me. Come on, Lorraine. Thank you very much. Anyway. I don't buy it for a second. Of course you would. We've all, we've all done that, dog owners. You know, it's, uh, you forgot the bags or it's really wet poo. Yeah, whatever. We've all done that, haven't we? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand nineties Gary. Hello, mate. Hello, nineties. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm peckish. I get peckish. Been out for a big Chinese. Right. Well, I'm getting into a terrible habit of, of me and Kath before the show having the production meeting in the local Chinese restaurant, which is they do really good sweet and sour pork. This place? Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And, and we're kind of regulars there now. They say, your usual? Yes, please. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> and um, But it gives me really bad indigestion, saying that it could have been worse. We were going to go two for one pizza night tonight. We did, we did, we held, I know, Ian, I'm sorry, we held off from that. But I've got really bad indigestion. But now, half past 11, I'm hungry. And I had to stop off on the way home last night and get something to eat. I had to stop off, I say, in a petrol station. What the hell is it? I don't want to go into a bad 80s or 90s stand-up routine. <laughs> But why won't they let us into the petrol shop at night? What, wh- why won't they let me into the petrol shop at night? And I had to say to the man, the man said, what, what do you, what do you want? I said, well, I'm hungry. I said, I want like a sandwich and a big bar of chocolate. And he's then, he's then there showing me, I was going, no, not, no, no, that one, that one. Oh, that'll oh, do. Yeah, I know what you let mean. Me in the, let me in the shop. I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. Even if I was a killer, I could kill you in the daytime. The worst is when they get the, the, the product wrong that you want. They come out and show you what they've got. It's completely different to what you've asked for. Well, I, I, I'll just take... And then you got, you got it through that little little drawer there for crying out loud, guys. Come oh, on. God, yeah, I just want some Rizzlers it. so I can smoke some drugs. I don't! I don't, <laughs> really. Why does anybody... Again, it does sound like I'm, I'm a bad 90s stand-up, which I was. 
I was a bad 90s stand-up. Why? You, you, people only buy king-size Rizzlers if they're going to smoke a doobie. Right. That's the only no, no one smokes king-size roll-ups. They, no. they, 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 the king-size Rizzler is for the joint, the marijuana, the magic cigarette, the sunny Chiba, the Spliffington. So when the hell are the government going to arrest Rizzler? <laughs> Love it. They have to. They have to because they're encouraging. Nay, they are uh, uh, facilitating blatant ignorance of the drug laws. I totally agree. Every time I see one going to buy them, I know exactly what they're going to do. Yep, yeah, exactly. They're going to have a much better time than me. Thanks very much indeed. Right. Anyway, what you got for us, 90s? Um, I was wondering when you're going to get a Howard Hughes on the show, because you said you were going to do that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are going to get Howard Hughes on at some point. If my producer, Catherine, were here now, I would ask her. She's not, 90s. She's busy making tea. So I kind of... Well, listen, man, uh, we're, 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 we're playing the long game here, 90s. There is absolutely no rush. It's only show 12. It's right. week three. I've got a two-year contract. There is no rush whatsoever. I don't want to fire all me um, bullets in in one go and That's then true. find myself surrounded by a load of assassins. I want to keep a few bullets in the chamber for a little bit later on. We'll get Howard on at some point, and it will be an absolute pleasure and a thrill to have him on and listen to yeah. his bullshine. Um, yeah. But because I don't, I don't, I don't believe any of that stuff. Did you hear me calling the other night when he was on? What? Remind me what you were talking about. I think I did, but I, st- I, I think I was starting to doze off. No disrespect to you or Howard, but I'd, I'd um, taken a sleeping draft. It was ghostly activity because <clears throat> I know I've got something in here in my flat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, yes, I heard you talking about a ghost in your flat. Yes. You haven't got a ghost in your flat. Oh, There's the noise in the kitchen, wasn't it? And a deep breath that I've heard, a gasp of deep breath beside me in the room, and there's nobody here. I live alone. Hang on a minute. Hang on a second. I, I think I have a recording of that. You say there's a gasp. <laughs> is it? Is it? Hang on a minute. Is it this? <gasps> is it? No. <laughs> it's not that. Okay. I, I thought it might be because I hear I hear this a lot, but it's just me pressing button five on Plums One. It's, it's all. That's all it is. Um, well, I'm sorry about that, um, uh, Gary. You haven't got a ghost. Well, I've got something in here. I don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> trust me, mate. It ain't a ghost. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey, the phones are, um, are, um, you know. 0844 499 1000. It's Jonathan in Swids. Noah, and I don't know where he is. Good evening, Noah. Evening. Shall we just drop the pretense? What pretense? That your name is Noah. Well, I consider it my name. What's, what's, well, here's an interesting thing, right? Because Ian Lee is not my well it is my real name actually in 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 two ways but it's not the name that I was I was given at birth really my full name at birth was Ian Lee Rugby now the reason I dropped the rugby is because you try spelling it you won't be able to and if you saw it written down you couldn't pronounce it and also for a long long time in my life I didn't get on with my dad and we didn't we 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 fell out quite big time and we didn't speak to each other for years <clears throat> and so when I was getting married I said to my fiance I was using Ian Lee as kind of like as as, as my work name and my showbiz name and um, then I kind of got a job and I, I, I made the decision to stick with, with Ian Lee. And then when I was getting married, I said to my wife, well, shall I, shall we change, shall I change the name properly by deed poll? And we agreed that I would do that. And change, this is, this is the most fun you can have, guys. Honestly, it's the most fun you can have. Changing your name by deed poll, Noah, I don't know if you've ever done it, 
It's the easiest thing in the world. You go online, you type in what your name is, you type in what you want your name to be, and you pay at the time, and this was about eight years ago, £36, you hit enter, and you've got a new name. It's the most empowering. All these people that say, well, I've, I, I I, don't feel empowered, so I'm going to get um, collagen implants and a boob job and a bum job. No, change your name legally, and then that becomes your name. Yeah, but there's one problem with that. Go on. The Queen would own your name Oh, you're then. back onto... The, uh, my sister's reminding me that for a period in my life, my um, I, I was convinced my middle name was Gaylord. And that was a <laughs> that was a particularly cruel, cruel trick that my mother played on me in a caravan in Swanage, uh, where she I said I was get this right get this Noah, I was five yeah. years old and I said to my mum mum what's my middle name and my mum said Gaylord right, <laughs> I thought very little of it what a wicked wicked joke to play on two years later three years later and with my nan and my granddad Nanny Jennings and Granddad Bill and they are taking me to um, Boulogne on the hovercraft right. And we got to the thing where you had to fill in the form. And my nan said to me, Ian, what's your middle name? And I said, Gaylord. And my nan and granddad absolutely wet themselves with laughter. <laughs> For three years, my mother, just with one throwaway comment, had convinced me my middle name was Gaylord. Strong name, by the way, if anyone is. Gaylord Fokker, of course, from uh, uh, the, the uh, Meet the Parents. It's a strong name, but it scarred me. And it really explains why I become a drag addict. Drug, a drag addict? Drug addict. I'm neither. Anyway, well, it doesn't matter. So, you, 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 but the Queen, would, the Queen doesn't own our names, Noah. Yeah, and uh, Crown Copyright. Okay, well, I don't... I, I, I explained this uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, and I, and I didn't believe it then. Well, you should have believed me. I was right about the archers. <laughs> Fair play, he was right about the archers. And, and, and for those who are just tuning in, this is the only show outside of BBC Radio 4 uh, where we uh, discuss uh, the archers. What are you making of it so far, Jonathan? Um, I think tonight was an uh, illustrative episode of how the police operate. Because uh, what people need to realise is if they ever find themselves in that unfortunate situation. And for those who don't know the story, Helen is a victim of mental and physical abuse and she's stabbed her husband, almost killing him, and she's been arrested. That's the situation. Carry on. Yeah. And, and, and the, the thing is, the police are not there to help you. Technically, they're not. What they're there for yeah. is to secure a conviction. Right. So they'll 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 say they'll they won't outright lie, but they'll 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 encourage you to let your guard down so that they can just get a conviction because well, it's all about uh, targets and statistics, and also a few people do get off on a bit of a power trip. Well, two things. Firstly, the archers isn't real, and secondly, she did stab a man nearly to death. You want her to get yeah. away with that? Well, I think if you if if you've seen some of the things I've uh, seen, oh. um, she probably will get away with it based on uh, similar situations in real life. Oh blimey! But but the police, they, of course, the police want you to let your guard down if you're being questioned for an attempted murder. Yeah, but um, uh, but, but just be very wary around the police. Uh, if you ever find yourself in a situation like that. Have you ever been in a situation like Have you ever stabbed someone nearly to death? 
no, I haven't stabbed anyone to death. <laughs> OK. Have you ever found yourself being questioned by the police? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's a bit of a long story, but let's just say... I've got um, an hour and a half. Let's just well, let's just say a, me- <laughs> a member of my family was a bit like uh, Rob. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, one day she just uh, uh, went off on one and started threatening me with um, uh, shopping me to the police by planting drugs in my possession. Oh, what drugs did she plant? Uh, she didn't. She just oh. said she would. Oh. Well, it, this this was about uh, coming up eight years okay, ago. Okay, so the police questioned you. Did you get did you get yeah. charged? No, I didn't. So they did their job properly then. Yeah. So so you, you've got no complaints about the police. Um. Ah. Yeah, there there were a couple of others, like um, the Olympic torch relay, where I was assaulted for wearing a Guy Fawkes mask. <sighs> Why? Why were you wearing a Guy Fawkes mask at the Olympics torch relay? I was protesting against the Olympics. Why would you pro- Why would you protest against sports? I mean, I don't like sports, but I wouldn't protest against it. I wasn't protesting against the sport. I was protesting against uh, taxpayers' money being spent okay. on a frivolous sports festival. I can dig that, and yeah. And the fact... And the fact that the people who came up with the Olympic torch relay were the Nazis back in 1936. But it's... But, the, but uh, that, uh, that may or may not be true. I suspect it possibly is true that the, the, the Nazis came up with the, the, the torch relay. I don't know that for sure. But... Well, check it. <laughs> I, well, no, I, I, I'm going to take your word for it, OK? But that doesn't mean that it's a Nazi... It doesn't mean that people carrying the torch are Nazis. And it doesn't no, mean that it, no, it, it, it celebrates their ideology. Go, I wasn't having to go at the individuals because they 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 don't know and they're just doing their job. I was well, hang on, that's the Nazis. That's what the Nazis said. We're just doing our job, Governor. But but by carrying, I got to I touched one of the Olympic torches. It was a bit of an anticlimax, if I'm honest. But that is. But I'm in no way by doing that am I supporting the hideous ideology of the Nazi movement. Uh, I, I can understand that uh, the average Joe who doesn't know history uh, uh, isn't supporting the Nazis. It, it, it's, it was just something that I, I felt I had to do to try and raise awareness of what was really going on, which was we were all being distracted from what really mattered in the world. And the uh, government did a first-class job of doing that. Credit to them. Only thing they've got right yeah, I do, I do think. I mean, I I thought the Olympics. I I I got sucked into the Olympics in a little in a way, um, but looking back on it, it was rubbish, really. But objectively speaking, let's set aside the Olympics. Uh, what I feel about the Olympics, but objectively, yes, last year's World Athletics Championship, yes, was meant more and was better than the Olympics. No, it's all it's all boring. It's all boring. Well, if you don't like sport, I can accept that. Um, here's a, here's the thing. You know what? Do you know what they're doing in France today? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, is it something to do with Euro twenty sixteen? Yeah. What they were doing was they were um, the police and all the emergency services were um, doing mock recreations of a terrorist oh, attack God. at a football stadium for the uh, football, the football, whatever, the Euro Championships. Flipping heck! 
That's um, that's terrifying, isn't it? It's terrifying because usually whenever there's a terror drill, a terrorist attack follows shortly after. I don't think that's true, is it? <laughs> is that, I don't think that's true. There was a terror uh, drill here recently and I, there's not been any terrorist attack recently. Oh, let's hope not. Let's keep our fingers crossed, Jonathan. Uh, stroke Noah. It's it's always um, it's always a conversation. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh man, alive! It's uh, this feels this feels like a proper show tonight. It feels busy, like a proper show. I I, would, I don't want to count my chickens and all of that, which we've had. We had um, we had um, some eggs delivered the other day that hatched. They were meant to hatch, not just normal. You know, they were no, they were normal eggs. That's what they do. We um, for the for the boys, we we uh, got in touch with this company, and they send you like about ten eggs, and I think nine of them hatched. And we had chicks, chicks in our in our house. It was delightful, and they taste delicious. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Vicky's on the line. Yes, Vicky. Hello. Hello, Vicky. Want, what you got for us? I wanted to talk about dog poo. Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, I have a dog as well, and you're right. When you go out for a walk, sometimes yeah. you run out of bags. Yeah. Yeah, and I proper style it out. Um, if I'm on the road, the place my dog usually goes is there's a green at the end of my road. Yeah. And he'll normally do it there. He'll do it once on the way there and once on the way back. He does two um, poos? Yeah, well, he does three sometimes. How old is he? He's a year old. Oh, um, well, they should have stopped doing that many poos by now. Well, he's a Yorkshire Terrier, so he's little. Oh, OK. He's so got, he can't, he's he not can't. much space inside, is he? Yeah, it? no, no, unfortunately not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I, um, but yesterday I took him out for a walk and I had my bags with me. Yeah. And he did three poos between the shop, which is two minutes walk away. Outrageous. And, <laughs> and home again. Yeah. And he, I picked up one of his poos. And I thought it was supposed to be like baby poo, where it doesn't make you feel sick. Yeah. And I actually puked. Because I picked up his poo. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah. This is, I mean, I, can I just stop, stop the clock? Mm-hmm. Time out. Mm-hmm. This is one of the most unpleasant phone calls I think I've ever experienced. <laughs> I, but I, I, I mean, I, I picked most of them up, right? I remember in yeah. the good old, I remember the good old days when I had a dog in the uh, late 80s and it could do a poo anywhere and you just leave it there. Yeah. Um, but I, I have, um, I, I think only once I've gone out without the bags and pretended. But another time, I, I've done it at least twice where I've had bags, I just didn't want to pick it up. What's your method of, like... Oh, I do, I do a good show. I put on a good show. Oh, Jim Dale's too. got nothing on me. I'm, I'm in my pocket. Where's, where's them bags? I've got the bag. <laughs> oh, here's the bag. Yeah, i got the bag. It's all right. I'm just bending down. Oh, there's a good girl. There we go. There we go. Absolutely <laughs> nothing going on whatsoever. That is exactly what I do. But if there's cars coming along, because busy road, yeah. um, if there's cars coming along, I will be looking for that bag and pretending to yeah. bend down for ages. And yeah. it gets quite irritating after a while. Because my dog puts on a real show before he goes to pee as well. Because he does, I don't know whether your dog does this, but goes round and round in circles. trying to find Like a teddy position. bear? One step, yeah, two like step, tickly under there? Yeah. No, no, Yeah, no. that's what he does. My dog does none of that. She, she gets straight, hunkers straight down. Oh, no, no, mine doesn't do that. And can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but on Periscope this evening, yes. Alfie Days tuned in to your Periscope um, broadcast. Right. Who's that? Do you know who he is? Who? Pointless Blog. He's like one of these really super famous YouTubers. Who? <laughs> Alfie Days. I have to watch it. Alfie Knox! <laughs> Alfie Knox! I have to watch it because I've got, like, kids... What, what does he do? Well, what does he do? Well, hello, Alfie. Thank you very much. Alfie you... Days. Alfie Days. Am I saying Alfie that right? Alfie Days. Alfie Days. Pointless blog. You must have heard of no, that. Of course, of course not. Really? I've heard of Pointless because I'm on it and I want it. Yet. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I don't know Pointless blog. No. 
Well, he was tuning in to you, so he knows you. Well, that, uh, you know what? You know, Vicky, I used to be... I, thank you very much for that call. I used to be a somebody, and now I'm a nobody, and that is beautiful. 844 We'll take calls straight to air after midnight. Uh, and we've got the answer phone messages as well that we'll um, play in a little bit. Steve is on the line. Good evening, Steve. Hi, Ian. How you doing, fella? You all right? Let's have a cough. Yeah, Get it out. Get it out. Sorry. Get it out. <laughs> it's all right. Sorry? No, go on, what are you, you, you going to say? Uh, I've got a song for you. Oh, beautiful. Uh, something to rival the other chap's jingle, I think. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you really think you can rival Nigel? Well, I'll try and raise the bar a little bit. All but, right, um, go on. Here we go. Here we go. very reminiscent of Sid Barrett um, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing yeah. okay what it's, it, uh, what do you reckon Dennis yeah that's fine what is it <laughs> Okay. You, you talk to him, Dennis. I've gone. You talk to him. Who's gone? Who's gone? Hello, Dennis. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? We get by. We get by. Incidentally, I, I rang because last night he was asking for bits and pieces that you'd left of your body somewhere, and he was building up some form of a body. I forgot to tell oh. him I had cataracts taken out. Oh, you had your uh, tonsils out in 1928, didn't you? No, what happened, they took the cataracts out, but that destroyed my sense of direction. I walked out of the hospital the wrong way. Oh, dear. <laughs> but uh, this, being with animals, peeing all over the place, I had those dumb things down my leg, you know, so I could pee continuously into a bag. It wasn't a very nice process, but unfortunately, I had to wear them, but I've got rid of them now. I can pee straight now. Uh, that's always a good thing, isn't it? Well, yes, otherwise, um, it's a bit unfortunate. You, you go around with a doggy bag, <laughs> you need a doggy bag. <laughs> My great age, I could do it anyway. That gentleman who was talking about history, don't forget, I lived through all that. I knew them Nazis. So what? So they carried torches. You can't blame you can't blame the Olympics. Guys, on them, guys, got uh, th- that's line. That's the line of the night from Dennis. I knew the Nazis. That the important thing is Steve and Dennis, um, Punt and Dennis. Oh no, Steve, Steve Dennis and Hugh Punt. No, Steve Punt and Hugh Dennis yes. re- recreating the Now Show. Um, they're not very funny show. Um, I don't mean that. Well, I know people who work on it, but. Um, the question of the night is, guys, and we've learnt, Catherine, while you've been away, Catherine's mm. back in the studio. A Hello, dog, Catherine. I uh, am. A dog walker can get paid £15 a walk. Oh. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? I've got quite a lot of free time during the day now. Yes, 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 yes. My cogs are turning. The thing, the thing is, though... Are, Have you, I got a pick-up, though? Can I just no, pretend? No, the thing is, your legs are not much bigger than a dog's legs, so they wouldn't really get much exercise. Tiny, tiny little legs. So it wouldn't be... I would, if I was going to employ a dog walker, guys, I would get one with long legs, wouldn't you, Steve? 
Definitely. Yeah, of course. Look, you might, might as well. Have choice. They, they might not be very long, Steve, but they, they're sturdy and they do the job. Sturdy. They're very sturdy. Sturdy. They're, they're like, um, um, you know, you know the cow milking oh, whoa, stools. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you know the, the milking stools you get for cows? They're like the legs on that. Sturdy. Short and sturdy and full of splinters. Now... <laughs> That's but, not true. She's a lovely, slim lady. You leave her alone. I didn't say she wasn't. Boom. I didn't say she wasn't. Dennis has got my back. Yeah, Dennis is nine. Dennis is not going to make it to his next birthday. <laughs> he is. He's definitely. I've Dennis been... is talking in the third person. <laughs> oh, I've been to the cracks today, and he says I'm going to make it. So you get your ten quid ready now. Yeah, he's just saying that he doesn't want to give you bad news. It's <laughs> such an old man. But the question is, you've got a, you're, you're working for the special armed services. You've got a secret cyanide pill hidden about your body. Where would you hide it that would, A, be safe, B, would never be found? Everyone's got it on Twitter. So I can't, where, where would you hide it, Steve? Uh, inside a fake tooth. Ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen. Hang on a second. We have, um, we have a sound effect for that. It's this. Here we go. The posse. <laughs> He's right. I thought belly button. Well, of course not belly button. Well, you could, you could, ah, you could do it if you were um, posing as a belly dancer. Exactly. I uh, would but be. But no, you have, a, you have one of your wisdom teeth at the back. It's fake. It's hollowed out and you can slide the bottom off and then take the tablet out. Basically, you slide that out mm. and the tablet falls in your mouth. Mm. I will. I won't be answering your questions. Have that, and you're giving the fingers to everybody. You go. I've just swallowed a cyanide pill, and you're flicking your fingers at them, and then you you just like die, and you go. Oh, you're never going to find out what the about the Peruvian prime minister. That Greece. was a nasty so, idea. Sorry. That was a nasty idea. Very nasty. <laughs> very nasty indeed. Uh, Dennis, Steve, thanks very much. Ta ta. Bye bye. There we go. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine. Uh, 1,000. I've almost learnt the telephone number. Well done. I don't know it. Speaking of telephone numbers, shall I pay the answer phone messages? Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. got some, some, um, um, some, um, um, some new ones. I will give you... So, basically, some people listen to this on podcast. Mm. We'll give out the phone number in the podcast, actually, next tomorrow. Mind me to do that, because we've not done that. What, for the answer phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. So, some people listen on podcast, and they can't phone the show, though we actually haven't mentioned it in the podcast, so they won't know about this. And some people are shy. Some people are shy, and some people want to do... I don't know what they want to do, so we've got a phone phone number that people can phone during the day and no one will ever answer the phone almost uh, very unlikely anyone will ever answer the phone if they do it would just be me because i'm at home bored but i don't open i don't really have skype open when i'm at home um and uh, here are some of the answer phone messages Is there any jobs going on talk radio? Because, quite frankly, over here at LBC, things are not going well. So, I'm going to be the first rat to leave that sinking ship. So, I would like a job, please. Thank you. You know what I think you're the best. You know what I always say? Okay, bye, 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 bye. Call me, call me, bye, bye. Facebook, inbox. Hello, 
Ian. My name's Sophia. I hope you're having an awfully good time, and it's lovely to have you back on the radio. Hello, Ian and Kath. Uh, Briggsy in Watford here. No relation to the uh, old fart. Uh, I thought I'd try and bring a bit of culture to the programme. I've written you a little haiku in honour of your return. <coughs> here we go. <coughs> Thank goodness Ian's back. I've missed his heavy breathing. Cat's not bad either. Nice one. Ta-da. I'll see you later. I, I was sorry, I said I'd have the phone number ready to give out by then and I'm, I'm afraid I um, cannot do that as I don't have it. Can someone tweet me the phone number, please? It begins thus, 0208. Right, there's quite a lot of numbers that begin thus. They'll, they'll work it out. They'll work it out. Work it out. Yeah. Mm. It's like a test, isn't it, to get into MI6? Exactly. If you... if you um, um, Here we go, here we go. Oh, okay, no, they've not. Well, work it out. While that was playing, Catherine and I were discussing what I'm going to wear tomorrow. So yeah. I'm going to a, the Private Eye Lunch. And I don't normally... I don't go to things, but me and Tony Blackburn have been invited because we've been in Private Eye the last couple of months each because of, you know, stuff things that's happened, that's happened to us at the BBC. Yeah. Um, uh, miscarriages of justice on a very, very minor scale. And so we've been invited separately, mm. but I know Tony a little bit, to the um, to the lunch tomorrow. And I'm kind of... I don't. I, I want to go, but it's you. Know, you know me. It's very, very unlike me to go. You know that I. Too many people you don't know. Yeah, and it's a proper sit-down meal and stuff. That's better than um, networking. That's better than having to mooch around a room and and move. Well, no, I'd rather mooch. Cause the thing I was hoping to do, and we'll discuss. We'll go to the break. Because ah, you can mooch slowly out the I door. Was, I was hoping I'd go in there for t- twenty minutes, or walk around the room, and then go, and Show then I'd face. be done. Anyway, we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take call. We'll, we'll get that phone number for the answer phone uh, during the news, and we'll take calls straight to air after uh, we get a little bit of advert and news. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't call just yet, though. Hold off for about ooh, four minutes. Talk, talk radio. I've just seen who Alfie Davies is. I don't know who he is. He seems like a very nice gentleman. He's got three million followers on Twitter. Could have retweeted the link to my show, but it don't matter. It don't matter. Maybe he didn't like it. I, I wouldn't know if I'd like this rubbish. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes, yes, another hour or so to go, dear listener. We'll take calls straight to air after the news. Log this phone number and remember it. 0844-499-1000. Who knows what's going to happen next. So, the, um, uh, the phone number, if you want to leave a message during the day, anytime, do it now if you want to do it. I've got loads that have kind of stored up, and I'll, I'll go in there and pick them out as I need them. But I don't really listen to I just pick them and don't listen to them. I just, because to record them, it's, gets, it's um, quite tricky. And I can't listen to them while I'm recording them, so I just record a load and then whack them in. 0208 
one double three, and we can say double three because it's my number. I'll say it how the hell I want. <laughs> all right, all right. Right. Oh two eight one double three six seven three two. Do you know what I heard there? Well, you sticking it to the man. Here we go. Oh two oh eight one double three six seven three two. If you want to call the studio now and come on air, it's oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Calls cost seven pence per minute. Plus, we provide us access charge. It will cost more from a mobile phone. Uh... Right. Yes. What? What? So, yeah, 15 quid a pop. Uh, for what? For uh, the, the dog walkers. It really is, it really is, uh, it can only be described as a rip-off, can't it, Line 1? Evening, boss. Evening. 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 I've just come back from a concert. Ooh, let's have a guest. M- Mariah, Carey's, guess. Mariah Carey's been doing concerts. Doesn't sound like oh, a Mariah no, man. Las Vegas in London. Yeah, she's been doing concerts in London. She's yeah. been over here doing concerts in London. She? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about Mariah Carey, right? I've got a friend who's a, a cameraman. He's brilliant, bloke called Jade, right? Um, yeah. He's a bit dodgy, but he's, he's actually he's a top bloke. And um, okay. he, he has told me this, and I've heard it from other people as well, that when you go and interview Mariah Carey yeah. and film her, that you get given very specific instructions. You can only film one side of her face. Yeah. You can't film... I can't remember which side it is, but if you go and look online, all the pictures of Mariah Carey, they're all one side. If you see the other side, it's like saggy. It's like it's, she, it's like it's made well, of plastic it's... and she's been a bit close to the fire. It, it's, it's... I think there's an extra charge for that if, 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 if you show that. Yeah, well, exactly. You're not allowed to show her slightly saggy-sided face. It's not saggy. It just isn't it's quite wonky. as good. It's wonky. Well, I mean, everyone's got... stitched up very well. I like Mariah Carey. I thought her Butterfly album, her Music Box album, was a masterpiece. Mm. Thank you. I got that from cassette, uh, for, on cassette from Slough Library and taped it, taped to tape, double I, deck. I think it was on mixtape um, yeah. in, in, in the 80s. Gordon, who did you go and see them? So, it, it, yeah, it was in London, at Brixton, Brixton Academy. Beck? No. Huh. We- Weezer. Ooh, you look just like Buddy Holly. Yeah. Oh, and I'm Mary Tyler Moore. The guy from what's his name? Rivers, um, Rivers Sanchez or something? What's his name? Rivers, I uh, can't remember. Hang on a minute. So you've know. just been to see Weezer and you don't yeah, know the I name of the guy the from Weezer? How? No, I can't remember. It's all a bit hazy. It's it's Rivers Sanchez or something. He's just written a song for the new Monkeys album. Oh, has he now? Yes, he has. And they had to change the lyrics because it sounded because they're all like the Monkeys are in their seventies and it, it sounded a little bit pervy, so they've had to. Um, well, they were okay. very good live though. No, well, they, they, well, Weezer and X Amount. Weezer are fascinating, right? Because they had the big hit with Buddy Holly, right? And the video. Have you seen the video of it? Probably, I it's can't a, remember. It's it. a spoof of Happy yeah, yeah. Days. It's brilliant. Yeah, oh yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one when they're doing the um, uh, Happy Days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hence the spoof phrase. Of it's a spoof of Happy Days. Yeah, right. So they went. Uh, they had a big hit with that, and the, the record company said, "Right, we, we want, we want the second album, and um, you know, we're going to invest this much money." And, and Rivers Sanchez, whatever his name is, went, "No, I'm not going to do a second album now. Sorry." Yeah, I want to go back to college and, um, and get my d- degree, just in case it all goes um, pear-shaped. Wow. So, th- so Weezer split up oh. for like four years while he went off, uh, uh, went to college, got his degree, then came back. Did not know that. There you go, you oh, see. And all their albums are named after colours as well. So they've got the blue album, the red album. Have they? And well, their latest one is called the white album. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, you see. And what's, ah, here's an intro. Okay, all right, let's play this game. Sorry? Good day. That, that was us. What, what was that? Periscope. Oh, don't, don't do that. Here's, here's a quiz. What is the Beatles' White Album called? Let's start with Catherine. Um... 
Let's start with our caller. What's the Beatles' White Album called? Mm, I'm going to call it the White Album. Yeah, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. What do you think the White Album's called? Beatles. Yes, it's called the Beatles. The oh, White Album is called the. Reference. The White Album is simply called the Beatles. What do I win? You win that. Oh! There we go. You see, that's it. Another thing I was thinking about, right? You know, I told you once in a, in Soho Square. This is actually cosmic about what this suddenly the stars have aligned. The lunch tomorrow is in Soho Square. And I'm about to tell you a story about magic that happened in Soho Square. And, I, and the point I want to get to is, has real magic ever happened to anybody? Because I was um, at Soho Square. It was half past nine on a cold winter's evening. Hang on a minute. I can. Um, We've got the music for that. I've got the music here somewhere. Here it is. Oh, no. Please, no. I like to watch no. 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 I am broken, Britain. No, that's not it. Hang on. Shut up and listen. Hang on a second. Hang on. What would be the oh. one event that you would like to happen that hasn't happened? What's the one bit no. of proof that you would like? That's not it. A biddly biddly bong. No, hang on a second. Uh, how do you work that one out? Oh, that guy. No, it's... Okay. So it was about half past nine. It was a cold, it was a Thursday. It was a cold, wet, dark Thursday evening, November time. Let's say November the 12th. I was walking to work late at night through Soho. I had to go through Soho Square, which is where I'm going tomorrow for my private eye lunch. I heard a loud shouting voice booming, booming. I looked around. I looked left, I looked right. I looked up, I looked down. I could see nobody. I followed the sound of the voice. There was silence. I looked to where I had heard the sound of the voice coming from. I saw a rotund African traffic warden <laughs> right. stood in a doorway on a mobile phone. He paused because he was obviously listening to what was going on on the other end of the mobile phone. Once that noise on the other end had either stopped or had become unbearable to him he started bellowing again the following words get out demon in the name of the lord jesus christ i command you spirits to leave that child wow he was performing an exorcism down the phone while he was stood in a doorway in uh, soho square and it was a traffic warden performing an exorcism now, so, that, if you get rid of nuisance traffickers yes. and people who are parked mm. without leave mm. in people. Exactly. Oh, wait, four, four, yes, thank you very much indeed. Oh, well done. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. What that means is either that gentleman had no grasp of mental illness and was bullying someone who was mentally ill, or he was actually performing real magic with a capital M ending with a K. I know what I believe was yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It can only be real magic. It could only be real magic. And the thing is, right, that people, they do this. They go and pay money to have spells and incantations. I don't believe in talking to the dead. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. I'm not convinced, though, that spells and magic with a capital M and a K, I'm not convinced that that's not real. Mm. We don't know that that's not real, that you can't do a spell... That would, oh no, make you horny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that spell woven. <laughs> Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Roger Moore, how? <laughs> Hello, Sir Roger. 
Oh, you yeah, know, boy, I just thought I'd let you know I'm doing a new James Bond film. <laughs> this is the I mean, this is really, really good to have you on board, Sir Roger. What, uh, we will, well, we will, well, there was a, there was a dump button there. I, we, we, we may have got away with it, but, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes. <laughs> it was a very poor joke. It was a very poor joke. And that's the one thing we cannot allow on this show is poor jokes. I am not convinced mm. that spells, are not, and I'll tell you why, right? It's manipulation, isn't it? It's manipulation. What it's are you? Suggestion. What? No, 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 no. It's manipulation. And suggestion. No, no, no. It's no. not because how could you do a spell on someone if they don't know about it and it work? It's suggestion. I'm going to suggest something to you in a minute. If you don't stop doing that, how could doing they... magic fingers and everything. How? No, these are the magic fingers. <laughs> how could they do a spell? I suppose I did a spell on it, right? But he didn't know that I'd done it, and it worked. Well, that's not suggestion. What it is, right, I is... I could do a spell on Ed that's going to work. Well... To go home after this. We... You're not taking this seriously, and it really, it's really starting to annoy me. Go on, me. then. We are... We are billions of years old, right? You, in particular, <laughs> are made from the same dust mm. that was um, expelled during the Big Bang. That's a fact. That's a fact. The, the lyrics of Joni Mitchell, um, they may be hippie ideal. They're also true. We are stardust. We are golden. And we've got to find our way back to the garden. That last bit is uh, the stardust. Where is the garden? It's Woodstock, isn't it? Oh. Um, stop. You really... Right. We're, we're so gonna, carry on. No, because you're starting to annoy me now. You're not starting to annoy me. You are continuing to annoy me. And the annoyance is elevating in many ways, you're doing a spell. I am. A peeing off spell. Yes. But no, but what it is, right, we are all made of the same material. We are all made... I am made of the same stuff as this desk. You are made as the same stuff as, um, I don't know, a really boring, plastic, useless, old commode that a dog has had a dump in. Right? Wow, that you is... really do like me, don't you? That is what you are made of. Wow. Right. That's you on your best day. Right. So the thing is, I can manipulate myself. Well, I'm manipulating yeah, my fingers. I know. Okay. So why shouldn't I, with the correct tools at my disposal, why shouldn't I be able to manipulate you? And that's the defence I'm going to use in court if I ever get hauled up it before the beak. For a sex crime. No, no you, can't just, you can't just indicate that I press the sex crime button. I'm in, I'm in control. Hang on. Of, we I'm just in... cast a spell? It's quiet, you see. This is why I need a fader. This is, this is why, Denny, I need a fader in here, because I'm, I'm riding the fader. I'm, I'm riding the volume on my blooming... It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Okay, we get the point. Thank you very much. Doesn't sound anything like that now. Anyway, tell you what. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'll explain more after this. Uh, last forty five minutes of the show. Ian Lee here every Monday to Friday, ten till one. There's also a podcast. If you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider, it will probably be there. Catherine is um, producer of the show, although I've seen very, very little evidence of the um, nearly two and a half weeks that we've been mm -hmm. working here, so that's great. It is I d from New Zealand. 
Yep, that's okay. great. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just we're just reminding people of the cost. Um, oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Calls cost seven pence a minute plus your provider's access charge. You call up basically now for the last hour of the show, and we'll take your call straight to air. So you don't phone up, you don't speak to Ed. You, you, you well, you can, if you, but you come straight through. I see your number flashing on the screen. Touch the screen, and fingers crossed, they've rebooted the system. <laughs> so. Well, fingers crossed. Don't know what you're tapping for. I'm uh, tapping MDF. Okay, um, and uh, you'll be on the radio, and that's how it works. Particularly keen to hear from you if you've ever had an experience with real magic. What's that music? Is that you? Is the bed really low? No, it's not me. It was. You. Oh, it may have been it, me. It, it may you. have been me. It was you. It was you. Right, it's gone now. Well, I know, but but that's almost irrelevant because it was you, wasn't it? My bad. Okay, now let's look. We got this. What's this? Hello, line one. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a brand new car? My friends all drive nice ones. I need one right now. Work hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a lovely new car? Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Now we're starting to warm up. Line two, you're on the wireless. Good evening. Good evening. Ian, how are you? This is Ian, I-A-I-N. Well, I think you'll find that this is Ian, I-A-I-N. No, no, no. I'm I-A-I-N. I hate to correct you so early on in our relationship, but I'm I-A-I-N. Well, it's like a mirror. This is like the old school where it's like a duplicate call. What did they used to call it in the old days? Cost, cost lines. Uh, yes. Is, well, it, 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 in many ways, it's, it's nothing like a cross line in as much as it's a direct line as you have dialed the oh. number... But that used to happen, didn't it? Where it did used to happen. Someone... It did used to happen. And I used to I used to love a good cross line. You don't get it anymore. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't you used to just sit in and listen, or was that just me? No, I used to sit in. Can, can I say, can, can I say, I, I had, well, uh, can I say this? What did you have? You can. A mobile phone scanner, and I could listen to people's mobile phones. Um... Yeah, you can say that. You can say that. Because I did. I was, making, yeah. I was making it up in case it's illegal. <laughs> but the stuff I heard, blimey. Anyway, yes, go on, go on, Ian. But what? But why don't we get those anymore? Why? Because it's all digital, not because it's all digital, not analog anymore. Because there, there are no actual phone lines. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This, you, you're telling me, buddy. You're telling me. There's no actual. There's no one actually putting the 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 things in the holes that they used to get. No, it's all magic now with a K. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. You're, you're on the air. Oh, I'm on air. Hello, line two. You're on the air. All right, Ian. All right, Manny. How's it going, buddy? Oh, good, man. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing, Kat? I'm all right, Manny. How are Didn't you? Didn't wait for my reply oh, there. Man. Didn't wait for my reply there, Manny. Anyway, my, my, do- my daughter went to see... Um, um, and you don't want to pursue what, what, that line of... You asked me how I was... And then you oh, went straight. Well, you? you're now. You? Well, this is that. That's the third time you've asked. The fourth time you've asked me in this phone conversation. I think if we were to play it back, <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing, Manny, you're not actually interested in it, are you? 
and listen to all your shows. Right. But that's that's very flattering. It would be even more flattering if you had a Rage Our Diary and you had someone who could, you know, see to tick the right box. That would be great. <laughs> but you <laughs> But you've asked me four times how I am. Okay, no problem. Anyway, my daughter And he's moved on. He's literally he's literally not interested in the slightest as to how I am. But that's how how you how are you is these days, isn't it? I've asked, People I've don't actually care. Four times. Ask me a fifth time and then wait for an answer. How are you, mate? I'm not great, if I'm honest, Manny. I'm not great. What's wrong? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going down, man. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Is he going to start to let his daughter... Yeah, exactly. So then I'm about to get intimate with him. I'm about to get intimate and start telling him, bearing my soul to someone that I consider to be a buddy. Yeah. And I've listened to his boring stories for the last two years at various places. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. And, um, yeah, yeah. He's asked me how I am. I've started to expose myself. Not in that way. <laughs> not in that way. And um, he's actually not interested. Isn't a bit that dismissive, if anything. Very dismissive. Yeah. Very, very dismissive. You, should, you shouldn't talk to Kath like that, like you were talking to him before. You shouldn't. You shouldn't you're right. What? Where, where's this come from? Mm-hmm. A, a, a place of goodwill rude. and gentlemanliness. He's being rude, isn't he? He's dead rude, yeah. Right, Manny, why don't you tell us about your daughter? I'm not interested. She went, she went to see um, that Dynamo on Saturday in Manchester. Oh, that Dynamo's good, isn't he? Yeah, oh, she said he's absolutely brilliant, yeah, yeah. I remember... Th- no, he's, he's no David Copperfield. He's good. He's no David Better Copperfield. Better than me and you. Well, God, no, he's not. Well, I, I could do a magic trick. <coughs> this is magic with a small M- uh, C. Go on. Um... Okay, look, I'm going to pull my thumb off. No. No, what you're doing there is not magic with a small C. That's called dadgic. That's dad magic. Dadgic. He's doing that little bit with his thumb, isn't he? He's doing the thing with the thumb. If he had a tea towel and a spoon, he'd be doing that one. Hang on a minute. Mm. Oh, hang on, he's going to, He's bringing something out now. Hang on a minute. Um, he's got something in his bag prepped. I've not been, I've get a knife. Don't you get a knife, Ed? No, I've not got it. A knife? Well, that kind mm. of show. No, he's all right. He's done. all right. Yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to the fella. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that's a great. That's a great story, Manny. So your daughter went to see a show. Brilliant story, well, buddy. It was good. Well, you were talking about magic, weren't you? That, that's not what I'm talking about, man. I'm talking about real magic with a capital M and a K. Real magic where something completely unexplained Black has happened. Magic. Black magic. Black magic. Yeah, white magic. magic. I don't see colour in magic. <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> Got you there. Fair play, Manny. You win. One nil to Manny. Um, well, it, it, it's two nil to me because I can see. I wait for four four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us corners. You can see from midnight we have very very low standards. Mm. Now, ah, here's the thing. You know we have the curse. Well, if we talk about people, they die. Yeah. So let's be very I careful. I mentioned Bonnie yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's, Look it's what a curse. happened. Turns out the curse also works in reverse. The reverse. Oh, people get born? No, 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 no. But we can make good things happen. And this is again why I'm thinking of the magic with a capital M and a K. Okay. We can make good things happen. What were we talking about the other day? Oh, I don't know. Nonsense. We were talking about um, animals, creatures that could grow bits of their body back. Oh, yeah. Lizards and the such. And why can't we? We can. <laughs> <laughs> we can. 
If we go to page 22 of the mail. Oh, excellent. Uh, 22 of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Docs aim to regrow you. Human trials of stem cell treatments that mimic the way salamanders regrow limbs could start next year. A research team is testing induced multipotent stem cells in mice using human fat cells. It's getting, a little, mice. Bit, it's getting a little bit scientific. No, no, I, I'm, I'm all for... Um, There's um, one running around with an ear on his back. At least he can hear well. I'm all for vivisection these days. Are you? Yeah. No. These could be used to repair bone, cartilage and muscle in a similar way to salamanders, which can regrow a tail within weeks. Dr. Ralph Mobbs. I've got... um. This could be useful for me because I've got... um. What's the thing on the end of your tongue? Also. Yeah, yeah. Stressing it. What, do you want to grow another tongue? Doctor... <laughs> could be very handy. For licking... Um, uh, for Ice li- cream. For licking out um, the bowls when you're making a cake. Licking out a nice bowl. Mm. Nice. Do people do that? Yeah, my kids do all the time. Dr Ralph Mobbs of the University of New South Wales says, It has enormous potential for treating back pain, spinal injury, joint and muscle degeneration. And I reckon within five to ten years, if you get your leg chopped off, it can grow back again. Do you know you sounded like there? Yeah. Peter Andre. Thank you very much indeed. Say, I I love my kids. I love my kids. There you go. I love my kids. Andre. I I don't love that woman. I don't want her coming round here anymore, my lady. Oh, hang on. I want to go on the slad. No. I've got over 65,000 hearts on Periscope. What do you win? I don't know. You don't win um, anything. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us um, a call. You can do. Ah, this is what the whole show is going to be about. I completely forgot to do it, and I apologise. According to um, the Daily Mirror, page 8 of the Daily Mirror is the page to go to, right? If there's nothing happening in the world then page eight, they'll make up a story. Isn't that right, line six? Yes. Yes. Who is this? Uh, this is this is Dave. Hello, Hello, Dave. What you got for us? I was just wondering what the best kind of cheesecake is. Oh. The, the thing is, I, I, I've been to um, America many, many times. Um, sometimes to work there, sometimes working there illegally. And um, they have a place there called the Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. Factory. Oh. And it's like 162 mm. different flavours of cheesecake. But they're all rubbish. Because they do the New York cheesecake, which doesn't have a digestive base. They do the, they do the big fat ones. They do the big... They do have a digestive mm. base. No, 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 no. They're not, pro- they're not proper cheesecake. They're American cheesecake. Mm. And Americans can't do anything properly. They're not the proper British cheesecake. What 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 options are there, Dave? Uh, open to you at the moment. I mean, I don't have any options personally. I'm just planning for the future, really. Yeah, well, it's a sensible. Uh... I think that the New York is always a pleaser. No, it's 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 too um, it's too big. Not like, exciting enough. He's, he's right. He's right. I like a nice thin cheesecake with a really tough base. You've really got to get that fork and mm. crunch it through. I, th- I tell you what. I tell you what. Marks and Spencer's do a nice marbled, cho- uh, darkened milk chocolate one. That is actually that is good. And they're tiny slices, but you couldn't eat more than three because no. it's very rich chocolate. Okay, Dave. Thanks. Dave, before you go, we've answered a question for you. Can you answer a question for me? What was the best year for music? Um. 1986. Ah, oh, mate, I'm afraid you're wrong. Page 8 of the Mirror. David Hepworth, music writer and broadcaster. Do we know this guy? Now, nah, what does he know? Well, he's got a book out. 
Okay. And I like the look of him. I like the cut of his Let jib. Let me see. But everything he's listed in there is, is rubbish. Well, not rubbish. <laughs> I'm trying, hang on. Remember, it's meant to be a loving and a, a, a good, positive show, no snarkiness. Everything he's listed is actually excellent. Mm -hmm. Just not your choice. Well, line six, you're on the wireless. Oh, there. Uh, I, I knew it. I knew it. Line seven. <laughs> so that's, that phone system's working, is it, guys? There we go. Let me just try this. Line two, you're on the wireless. All right, Ian. Hello, man. I've got some late-night, hardcore, Ooh. aerospace engineering action for you. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Yeah, go on. So, in a big civil airliner... Yeah. The wings, as well as keeping the plane in the sky, yeah. are gigantic fuel tanks. Hang on I'm a minute. Yours. Hang on. Oh, no, well, no, don't. Oh, did you hang up and then bottle it? No, you, you wanted me to stay. I want you to stay. So hang on. What? What? So the, hang on a minute. What yeah. aer? So you're saying that some aeroplanes use their wings to store fuel? All of them. No, they do. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. All of the, we all are, of the we are, that you've ever been on. We are, in inverted commas and in italics, a national radio station. You can't come on and spout those lies. It's true. You can look it up. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking I'm talking to you. How do, right, Kate, first of all, how do you know this? Um, it's my degree. I'm studying it. You're, you're doing a degree in Wings. Yeah. Which is one of the albums, actually, from 1971. Um, and they don't have fuel in there, although saying that... I don't know where the fuel is stored. Yeah, where else would you put it? Yeah, because his suitcase is in the belly. There's yeah. people in the in the sausage. Yeah. The toilets at the back. The pilots in the um, the cockpit. There's a name. And um, the toilets are in the uh, in the back. Yeah, yeah, next to the kitchen. That's got to be unhygienic. Yeah, particularly yeah. on a long haul flight. So where are you going to put play, your petrol? Fair play, buddy. You're right. You're going to get a first. That is excellent. Well done. Thank you for that. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much indeed. No, fair play. You can't, you can't, that, yeah, that makes sense. Thank goodness for that guy. I've never seen a plane's wing on fire. Good. I suppose so. It means, it means we're doing something, right? Oh, wait, 1971 was the best year for music, says David Hepworth, music writer and broadcaster. Now, some of the albums he's got here, The Doors, L.A. Woman, that's, stra that's straight out. L.A. Woman, even if you like The Doors, L.A. Woman has got, I think, five songs on it. They're all about five minutes long. It's all, I mean, for goodness sakes, Jim. Put the drink down. It's it, it's not worth it. Hang on. I'm interrupted by callers. Line six. Hey, Ian, I got through this time. Ah, it worked. It worked. It worked. Marvellous. First time caller, long time listener. Well, that's it. It's, it's literally a pleasure to hear those words. What have you got for us, buddy? Uh, well, I wouldn't be a very good uh, dog walker, but I, one of my friend's um, wife's actually a dog walker. Yeah. But the only time I ever did it, uh, my mum wanted me to look after the dogs for two weeks, oh. and they escaped once. Oh. I never took them for a walk. Oh, mate. And, and she said they were so clean when she got them back, but I used uh, nail scissors to uh, clear their ear end. Oh! This, no, 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 no. This is a very, very common thing. If, if dogs are not groomed um, a lot, some dogs... They get it gets very very claggy at the back. Yeah. And you have. I remember we did this but with. When you with, said clean their rear ends, I thought you meant. But what you mean is around. Cut, cut, yeah, cut. Okay. It wasn't yeah, a pug. Okay. Yeah. And w when we had a cocker spaniel years ago, it, she was very very ill, and my mum had to cut 
She had to cut. It's 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 not advisable, but sometimes you have to do it, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't really up to doing the walking, but no, I, I did get paid for it too, unfortunately. You got paid for the walking. Yeah. Even well, though looking after the dogs. Flipping it, mate. And all you did was look after the dogs' bums. Well, they. I, I had to go out one day, and they escaped through the cat flap, and the police brought them back, and my neighbours actually recognised them. Otherwise, they would have been gone. Here's the thing, right? Um, uh, the walking the dog, I always think, oh, I don't want to walk the dog. Once I'm doing it, I'm loving it. When we if we go over to the, the, the woods or the park or the, the, the big field uh, and she's off the lead, I love it. And I and I kind of get a bit creative and I write emails and I'm always sending you ideas for the show and, and guests and things. Um, Jim Dale came to me on a on a dog walk. Uh, and I, or I listen to my iPod or I listen, you know, so it's kind of, but it's the thought of actually getting the dog out and, oh, I can't be, I can't be. I quite fancy it. having a dog, but you can't just have a dog for walking it, can you? I regret getting a dog. There we go. I've said it. I regret getting a dog. Yeah, I'm a cat person. I'm a cat. I'm a cat person. What's the matter with the dog? Too dependent? It's... I couldn't walk him. Because you like a cat. Are, cat you just, are, you just, are you just a lazy man? Um, I just... Yeah. 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 There's no shame in that. There's no. Sh there's no shame in that. And I'm going to start as a, a support group for lazy men who just can't be bothered. Don't want to come. A, Can I join it? Social activity. I've, I've gone on walks with with them with the, with the people. My mum who owns it, and they bump into people. You've got to talk. Yeah. To this is it. Thank you. You have to talk to people. This is nonsense. What... And the dogs make the friends. You have to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. This is what I discovered. Right. When I was just a single woman walking around, no one talked to me and I didn't mind, right? When I had kids and I had a baby in a pushchair, suddenly the dog people started talking to me and the other mum started talking to me. It's like there's an unseen I bond. I don't like dogs and I don't like people who own dogs, but now I've got... There, there are several people that I see on a regular basis walking their dogs and we have to stop and have a chat and dog I really club. can't be... I really cannot be bothered having those conversations with people. How come the walking is down to you in the family? Because I'm a sucker. Because I'm a sucker. It was your idea. No, no, no. It was everyone. Everyone wanted this flipping dog, and yeah. I really, honestly, it, it's um, it's it's one of my big regrets is getting a dog. She, I, do you know what? I'm being a little bit harsh. I love her. She's a lot of fun, and I get on with her. But it's 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 hard work, man. And I, I I wish I hadn't. My life would be so much easier if we didn't have a dog. Yeah. And now I, <laughs> now I feel a little bit I feel a little bit guilty for saying it. But She's not listening. No. Well, she might be. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, fella. What you got? Uh, I know you, you like your TV shows. What are you watching at the moment? I don't, I'm not really watching TV. I don't watch proper TV. We got rid of the Sky. I watch Netflix. Mm. I the last... I, I've been watching a lot of films. I don't, I don't trust TV anymore. The last decent TV programme I watched was on Amazon, The Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that. I haven't watched it. It's oh, very it's, good, it? oh, it's good. Alternative timeline. So the Nazis dropped a nuclear bomb on America, and they own half of America. Japan owns the other half. But then there's these films going around. It's set in the 60s. There's these films going around where Germany didn't win the war. That's as far as I've got. But it's good. I'll tell you what's really good. Uh, uh, vinyls. Have you, you, have you heard of vinyl? Oh, I've mention. heard of vinyl. Is it going? I know the monkey's got to mention it the other week. Yeah, it's uh, blinding, mate. Is it, yeah, is it's, it, well, it's, it's set in the record industry in the early 70s. Mick Jagger's boys in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mick Jagger, yeah, and uh, Mike Scorsese. Very, very good. Here's the thing, right? I've been let down by so many TV programmes. Invasion. Lost. Fringe. 
Uh, all oh, of these programs. Lost, mate. The end of loss. What? A le- oh, it's rubbish. So Six years of my flipping life, and the last twenty minutes, <laughs> I'm going. No, you're. N- oh, you, you, <laughs> you utter. I was tempted to fly over to Los Angeles and punch Carlton Cuse in the face. But it's American series, though. They always rinse it out, don't they? And, and I'm, I'm, this is why I've given up on The Walking Dead because the ending will be rubbish. And I just, I just oh, know. I, the- watch, yeah, I won't spoil. I won't do no spoilers. But the last one yesterday. Uh, what a letdown, mate. Obviously, yeah, cool. Wait, well, for The Walking Dead. Yeah, of course it was. They always the will be. They always will be. No, the they won't. The Returned is good, and that's French. No, Have you mate. seen that? No, because you, 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 the first two series will be good, and then the third series no, will I be think, pony. Or the fourth two. series will be pony. I, 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 watched, I watched about the first two episodes of Return. I just couldn't get into it. No, you've got to give it a little bit more, because it's, it's, it, they sort of start to make sense, and everyone sort of flits in and out of each other's lives, and then they just drop enough in, so you think, oh, hang on a minute, I think I've worked this one out, and then you haven't at all. So that was what good. What about House of Cards? You seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Did you watch that? Nah, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. I cannot be bothered with it. I'll tell you another one that was good yep. and that finished at the end, which is always a bonus. It was a one-off, Top of the Lake, had Elizabeth Moss in it from Mad Men. Holly Hunter was in it. Mad Men, there's another one. Now, I, I sat through it because no, I was watching Mad, Mad Men. Men. Nah, rubbish. I was watching it and I got halfway through series two and I thought, do you know what? I've watched yeah. about 30 episodes of this. Nothing's happened. Once you got over the fact that um, all the women look nice in their old clothes and they're all smoking and drinking... There's no story. Yeah, but it all starts to unravel, doesn't it, in nah. Mad Men? Yeah, but nothing, it doesn't end. Yeah. Sopranos yeah, doesn't end properly. None of them end. Oh, you've got me proper well, yeah, angry now. Show you back, my friend. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. It's very kind. Uh, 0844-499-1000. Uh, line 7, you're on the wireless. Oh, was that me? Yes, it is. Hello, and as you were. Is it as? It is as, as you were, mate. As you were, as you were, as, what have you as got for you a were, song? As you were, as you were. I wanted were. to ask you a little question for a, a little bit of a quick geek out, if you don't mind. Yeah, go on, mate. All right, if you could have a special episode of Doctor Who, like a multi-Doctor episode, but you could choose four Doctors... Oh, mate, this is a brilliant, this is a brilliant question. Who would it be? This is a flipping brilliant question. Right, I need a pen and paper for this. Exactly. Right, Tom Baker's in it, of course. Of course. Right. Baker's in it. The first Baker. This is a flipping brilliant question. Indulge me for a moment, please. Because it's not necessarily about who your four favourite doctors are. No, 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 which no. Which ones do you think would work better together? Tom Baker. Which ones would Here we go. Here we go. Um, McGann. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 exactly. I thought he was a, I thought he was a blinding Dr. McGann. I thought he was great. Have you listened to the audio stuff? No, I, I've heard it's excellent. He's brilliant. So McGann's in. Absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm going to go Troughton. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like Troughton. I think he's the great, he's the great underrated doctor of our time. Really good. Him with the, the, the recorder he had. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Um, oh, it's between... I can't remember either of their names. It's between the Invisible Man in Heroes or the Scottish yeah. Gentleman. Do you mean the new one? Yeah, it's either Eccleston or the Scottish Gentleman. Not Capaldi. Yeah, Scottish one. There's been three who are Scottish, I think. But yeah. only one of them has actually sounded Scottish. The, the, the Tenant. Tenant. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Eccleston. Do you know what? I'm playing a hand. Strong hand with Baker oh, as the king. Nice, but the nice. rest the rest are all the underrated doctors. Yeah, I've got Baker, McGann, Trout and Eccleston. Oh, this is a good game. All right, who would you go for, As? 
Right, so I, I actually wouldn't go for for Tom Baker because I think he worked very well just on his own. Okay, yeah, I like that. It's good, so good reasoning. This I'm is going a great for, game. To start with, I always thought Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee because <laughs> I love them together in the, the Five Doctors and the Three Doctors. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were good. They argue with each other. They throw insults at each other. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I really like Colin Baker from the audiobooks. Wowzers, okay, okay. So he's, very under, he's not that great on TV, but on the audiobooks, he's fantastic. That's interesting. No, he was, a, he, was, he was poor on screen, a very poor doctor on screen. Catherine's got That's no interest in what we're talking about at all. Hey, hey, hang on, Az. She, she got me dumped on air, I don't care. Hang on a minute, Az. Line oh, two. it was just me, was hang it on, now, Az? Hang on, guys, hang on. L- line two, you're there as well, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Do you want to play along with us? Um, I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Oh, come, come and sit with me. Not a th- oh, thank God you're there. Oh, yeah. some education. This what is... are they rambling on about? Oh. This is this is genuinely the most excited I've been. This is more, this is better than Jim Dale. Not, take not Jim Dale. Clue. Take Jim Dale out of the podcast. Put this in it. This is what we want. So you're going Pertwee Troughton, Colin Baker. Who's your fourth one then, As? I think Peter McCoy. Capaldi. You're going for Capaldi. I'm really liking the, the Peter Capaldi stuff recently. I saw John Pertwee walking up ba- Baker Street once. You just saw John Pertwee going up Baker? What? Walking up Baker Street. Oh, I thought for a second. Baker. Which Baker was it? Oh, was it Colin Baker, Baker Street or Tom Baker Street? <laughs> As it's an excellent game. If anyone else wants to play that, 0844-499-1000. We'll have a break in a second. Let's quickly just take this call. What, who is this line to? It's, it's Jan. How are you doing? Hello, Jan. I'm, I'm over the moon. Thank you very much. I've perked up after Az's call. Good, good. As long as it made you happy, Ian, then yep. that's all that matters, my love. There we go. What you got for us, Jan? I, w- I wanted to say about a good year for music. Oh, yeah. Early 90s. Well, hang on a minute. That's an, e- that's an era. Yeah, OK, 91. I sounded like Id saying era there, didn't I? Mm. That's an era. Very 91. Good. Why? What? What the hell came out? In... Oh, it's supposed to be a loving and There were some really good, good tunes out Miss, there. Wasn't the Shaman 91? You had like Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. You, you had. <laughs> that... No, I'm telling you. Well, Salt and Pepper were good. Spinderella. There was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And you had some. You had Colour Me Bad. Do you know what they sang? I, yes. I, 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 I remember that song. Yeah. I want to cool. sex you up. That's right. Chesney Hawks, the one and only. Oh, uh, well, that's not really my type of music. Right, said but, uh, Fred, I'm too sexy. They had, The yeah, Simpsons, Michael do Jackson. the Bartman. It's not a brilliant year. Oceanic, insanity. Yeah, but they had some really good tunes out there. They had Brian Adams, Everything I Do. Beverly Craven, Promise Me. Yeah, I'll give you that. The Scorpions, yeah, Winds of Change. Yeah, we aren't we? Yeah, we've got the same list, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Seal with Crazy. So, yeah, he, and and wasn't he just? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I have no recollection of this. Nineteen ninety one. So I was um. Um, 18 years old. Mm. I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. I, I remember this year, grinding was a big thing. Well, you were a teenager, of yeah. course. But, I mean, it, it was suddenly um, in the dances. Hey, it's generic boy band, but they've all got drawn-on moustaches. Yeah. Generic boy band. Generic boy band. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Come on, say something. Come on, you, no, you do it. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. 
Come on, say something. Hi, I'm on on your postcards at the moment. All right. Well, you're also on the radio as well. Yes, I know. I'm watching you. That's weird. Now it's a little. It's turned a little bit to play Misty for me. Ever seen that (laughs) film? Yeah. Turn the audio off on the periscope. Yes, I'm. I'm on the screen now. Yeah, well, um, yeah, turn the audio off from the periscope. Yes, I have. Right. What would you like to say? I just want to say hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> wait, four, 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 nine, nine. It works. It actually works, guys. You phone up the, the thing and you come on the radio. This is us. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine. Uh, 1,000. Um, we've got about nine minutes left of the show. We've got through another one. Starting, starting to take shape. We're facing in the right direction. We're not taking the steps towards that direction. Yeah. But finally, we've turned... I'm, I imagine the show as being a gun turret on a on a very heavy, slow-moving tank. And over the first uh, 12 shows, this being number 12, we've slowly moved the gun turret. So we are now facing the direction we want to head in. Okay? Yeah. So we're now facing it. Yesterday we were close. Today we're kind of facing the direction. And then in the next few days, we're going to start moving forward. But it's a tank, and it moves slowly. And our destination is many, many miles away. We may never reach it. Will it take us about three years? Yeah. Take, take it to the end of my contract. Which is two years. Well, I hope you have fun. Huh? Yeah. After a year when I'm you've not Because you've, you've got a year contract. Sucker. Yeah. Sucker. Sucker. So, Doors, LA Woman. No. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? I like I Marvin like Gaye. I like Marvin Gaye. I do, but I do think what's going on is... Um, um, it's a good question. It's quite a dull album, <laughs> and I know it's about um, it, you know, it's about racial civil harmony. rights. Yeah, civil, it's, it's a powerful message. But powerful messages don't have to be dull, Marvin. Do you prefer Let's Get It On? Because I've read the cover notes for that, and it's all about listen. If I'm doing this and you're in the way, it's not my fault. My favourite um, Marvin Gaye album, which I've never listened to, <laughs> is um, called Here, My Dear. And it was when he divorced his wife, and the judge what was says, the, offering, the judge, know? no, the judge said, right. And this is when he was like, this is, I think he'd just done what's going on. So he was like the biggest star in the world. And the judge said, right, for the divorce settlement, you've got to give her all of the money from your next album. He went, no. He went, yeah. So he released the biggest load of old rubbish <laughs> called Here, My Dear. And it is, I've heard bits of it actually, and it is turgid. It is awful. And it hardly sold at all. He went, eh. I, you know, I kind of... Sad story, Marvin Gaye, isn't it? Mm. Hey, I'm surprised as Hollywood, if you're watching. A Marvin Gaye biopic. It's got everything. It's got the, the, the rise, rags to riches. It's got the, the, the drug excess, the, the women. And what a tragic ending. Shot by his dad with a gun that he bought for his dad. How many other... Um, I so bet they've already made one, a really awful one for the Hallmark Channel. How many other... I, I feel... I, I, whichever actor played that would almost definitely be up for Oscar nomination. You know who it'd be? Will Smith. No. Go on. Your favourite. Oh, uh, Idris Elba. And the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, there was a, a furore that um, the, uh, uh, not enough um, black people were represented at the Oscars this year. I'm just saying, you know, that is a shoe-in. That is a shoe in. Why haven't they done it? Is it some? Is there? Are there still members of the family alive that won't allow it? How or? many? How many celebrities have been killed by um, a weapon that they purchased themselves without it being a suicide? Uh. Oh, that is a good one. A little bit macabre, but that is a good one. Should we save it for? 
We could do that tomorrow. Yeah. How many celebrities have been killed by a weapon of their own purchasement that wasn't suicide? Marvin Gaye with the gun that he bought for his dad. Yeah. That is, that is actually... That, that, is, the, that is, I think, it. That is it. Um, let's go to line uh, one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Come on, baby. Someone who's never heard the song Let's Get It On phoning in there. That was a decent Elvis, though. Line two, you're on the wireless. Can I pick my favourite for Dr. Ruse, please? Yes, you can. Go on, go on then, madam. Oh, can I have Sylvester McCoy? <laughs> yes, you can. I don't know why I'm writing can this I down. Have, can I have John Pertwee? Pertwee McCoy and Pertwee, yep, yep. And I have Wolf from Gladiators. <laughs> Wolf from Gladiators, <laughs> yes, yes. And I have that Belinda Messenger. Oh. Okay, so your four favourite doctors just gets right, man. Sylvester McCoy. John Pertwee, oh. Wolf from the Gladiators, oh. and Belinda Messenger. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. It's um, gosh, that was. I mean, that was that was exciting, wasn't it? Um, that was very close to being. Um... Line six, you're on the wireless. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. What have you got for us? Oh, well, I just wanted to see. I've got in first time. I've been uh, listening to tonight. I'm a fan from the uh, Big Brother days, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it from the start. I've watched on Periscope as well, and it's been brilliant. Oh, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, mate. Oh, thank no, you're you very kind. You're, well, I, I was waiting for the punchline, but there isn't one. That's very kind. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I forgot I used to do a Big Brother show. Thank you. Everyone on the Periscope, by the way. I forgot I used to do a Big Brother show. Yeah. Then they bumped me off it for being too old. Um, let's, thank you for that, buddy. Lines, uh, I, what, I, what is interesting is we, I, I feel that we're getting a lot of people that are phoning up just to see if it works. Just to see if it really, it really does go to air. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it does. It really is literally me just touching the screen and the call's going straight through. Line six, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, mate. Right. Here, my dear, is the best Marvin Gaye album. You're, uh, you're hey. having a laugh. It's, it's terrible. No, mate, mate. You just said you haven't listened to it. You've heard bits of it, mate. I've heard bits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you listen to the full thing, mate. There's some great songs on that album, mate. Name, name me a, a good song... On the Hear My Dear Marvin Gaye album? Um, Funky Space Reincarnation. F- sorry, what was it called? Funky Space Reincarnation. Funk. Hang on, let, hang on, I've got my record player here. Hang on a second, let me just play it. Hang on, here we go. I guess I'll have to say this album is dedicated to you. It's dedicated to his ex-wife. Although, perhaps, I may not You're playing the intro of a song. Hang on, here we go. Here's a funky space reincarnation. Thousand and seventy-three. Yeah, mate, it's, it's hardly heard it through the grapevine, is it? Well, it's a completely different song. It's a different album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's not as good as heard it through the grapevine, which is a masterpiece. This this sounds like this sounds like a, a B side by Jamiroquai. It's just saying years. Oh. It's just saying years from the future. How oh, is that a song? Oh, 
It's like it's like Zager and Evans mashed up with um uh Jamiroquai. Listen to the album and talk about it tomorrow. Uh, do you know what? I, I won't get time to listen to it tomorrow, but I'll listen to it over the weekend. Yeah, say something about it next week and see, right. see what happens. Okay. You know, Even if I like it, I'm going to say I don't like it, though. Yeah, that's Because I'm, I'm, I'm childish like that. All right, fine. Thank you, mate. Good night. That's it. <laughs> There's the voice of a man who's disappointed in you. <laughs> it's funny, it's, it's, it's the voice I hear a lot from, um, <laughs> from men and from women. Okay, um, then Ram, the Paul McCartney album. Oh, so Ram Music Club are coming on. Yeah. Is it the twelfth they're coming on? Something like no, that. That's next, yeah. which I think is probably next. Is, is is next Tuesday? I think maybe. Ram um, album Music Club. They're on Twitter, and they're brilliant. They've asked me to do one, and what they do is they get you know celebrities to listen to a, a famous album they've never listened to before. And I've told you what the album is. You mustn't mention it. I've been told I'm not allowed to mention. I what can't the, remember. Okay. They get the, to listen to a famous album they've never listened to before three times, and then they have to write about what they thought about it, why they'd never listened to it. And I, I, I'm really excited because they've, they've, they've given me a list of albums. I've chosen one. On the list of people like, um, there was a Roxy Music album. There were a couple of new singers that I'd never heard of. One guy with a beard. And, uh, that narrows it down. And a Jeth, there was a Jethro, I nearly went for Jethro Tull, but I've chosen, anyway. Um, Martin from them is coming on next week. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. We're all flagging a little bit, dear listener. We've done our best. We got through it. Go and download the podcast if you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Type in Ian Lee and talk and look, lo, behold, up it will pop. Uh, don't forget you can leave a message on the answer phone. Follow me at Ian Lee and I'll give details of that. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, yes, good night. Talk radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.